Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. CD's uncensored mind. I am AJ or CD once again with Deceive Dave. What up, Dave? What up? <laughs> We're back. Ooh, consecutive weeks. Let's go. We did it, dude. We did it. We're back on <laughs> we, track. We did it. The street continues. What is this one, though? Accident list and thing. Day two or week two in a row. Yeah, street. two days uh, straight accident, incident free. <laughs> incident free, two straight weeks. Dude, we there are we 110 go. days away from a pizza party. There we go with the thin slices and the iced out Coke cups. We're mm. very, very close. Uh, we are bequeathing on the wall of you episode 197. That is what is happening here. We're doing 197, which would put us 98, 99, go down here. August 14th, should we play all of our cards correctly? August 14th will be episode 200, and Mm. uh, that's going to be a very special night. Now, here's the thing. I want to go live. Mm-hmm. For episode 200, we have not done a live episode in quite a while for good reason. But episode 200, I want to talk to the peoples. I want to talk people. to the squad of O. It's been a while. And I want to do that on August 14th. Dave, are you busy? On the 14th? On the 14th, Saturday the no, 14th. the way everything should be mapped out, the 14th, I'm off that day. So we live, baby! <laughs> yeah. We live! August 14th, how I say about 8 o'clock. We can work on the time, 7, 8 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we'll, work logistics We'll way. figure it out. But, yeah, episode 200, we're on the road, on the road again. The episode 200, it will be one week before, apparently, I'm going to be the marathon man the following weekend. <laughs> so... Ooh. Okay. Yeah, apparently I'm running the gauntlet. You're doing a lot of fucking. Oh, uh, wait, no, well, you're talking about something else. Yes, I'm talking about oh, okay, okay, okay. on the wrestling end. No, I don't do marathon oh. fucking anymore. No, that doesn't. <laughs> I'm too old for that We're shit. You get decades. one nut. Yes. Make it work. <laughs> Make, spread that nut out for as long as you need it to be because it is. Yeah, I'm not interested in a rematch. This is a one fight deal. <laughs> 
I one, got shit to yeah, do. One fall to a finish. That's it. <laughs> one, one fall. That's it. That's all you get out of me. No two. My two out of three falls days are over. Oh, okay. Uh, they're in the yeah, book. They're in the once, history books. Yeah. Once I ring her bell, that's it. It's done. And then I go back to whatever the fuck I was doing beforehand. That's it, man. It's the race to ringing the bell. Then you knock yours out real quick. Yeah. And then you just walk away. That's the Iggy. When she comes, that's the Iggy. I get asked to go home. And it's all right. Let's that's wrap it tap. up. It's, hit the, let's wrap hit this the, it's time to hit go the finishing move. And then it's it. You <laughs> out of there. That's it. It's over. That's how it oh, goes. That's she, the spot. Yeah, that that's it. Normally, like, that's what we call it on the side. When the match is going on and we get close to time limit, somebody will give him the Iggy, tells the referee, let the boys know it's time to go home. Okay, hit that finish. So as soon as she comes, that's it. That's the oh, Iggy. That's, so, just, that's hilarious. It's just like fucking bust one and she leads in and goes, all right, let's take him home. Yeah, it's time to take him home. That's it. <laughs> let's take him home. Uh, sex is like that, though. Sometimes you whisper some spots and she waves it off. That's it. Yeah. No, she's like, no, 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 not today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hey. no, we're gonna say it right here. Hey, you think I could come on the tits tonight? No, 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 no. We did that last week. Keep the audience interested. You got to blow on my back. All right, we got this. <laughs> Let's we go. Got this. All right, cool. She's we got this. Yeah, call she's some calling spots. The spots. Yeah, right. she, she's the ring general. She's calling. She's, she's getting your name. She, yeah, you know, I'm a veteran, so I'll call some spots. But she's the ring general. She gets That's the. She gets to decline the spots when necessary. That's fucking hilarious. That's it. And then she comes, and that's when she goes, all right, it's time to go home. There we go. Wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. Get in there and hit that finishing maneuver. One, two, three. <laughs> Celebrate to the crowd and get the fuck out of there. That's it. <laughs> that's uh, that's for, for if there's any children listening, that's how sex is made, folks. Yep, it's like wrestling, man. <laughs> it's just like a wrestling match. You start with a tie-up. Start with a tie-up. You work, you work, you work your angles. Make sure Slam the whole around, do a little bit of a suplex, roll over. Uh, a couple of submissions, a few rest holds, and uh, maybe a headlock or two. Yeah, you get some nice spots in there. Maybe some aerial maneuvers. You never know. A couple of yep. pinning combinations. Get her legs back there. Really, really wrench that in there. <laughs> you know, that's why I laugh every time like Bret Hart says, I used to wrestle snug. Not like me, nigga. I'm in there, sir. I, you can't see no flaws in my game. I am snug. One might say I'm so close to where I might be in her. That, A little bit. So, yeah. So, that's how that goes. Once she comes, that's the Iggy. All right, wrap it up. Hit it with the finish. Celebrate to the audience. Make sure the crowd goes home happy, and that's it. Woo. That was a nod tangent. That's it, yeah. I'm going to start, now that we're comparing the two after sex, I'm just going to start uh, uh, popping a few cans of beer at the end. Did it start waving? Pass the beer over. Did it? Did it? Did it? Threw a few to her as she drinks. I stun her. Make sure the crowd goes home happy. With the heel turn at the end. Yeah, the heel, <laughs> the heel turn at the end. Thanks for the pussy, jackass. <laughs> I'll stop a hole in that pussy and walk it dry. Oh, you thought you was going to ruin my life? Uh-uh. Shit, <laughs> Hell no. Oh, DTA, boy. motherfucker, don't trust anybody. That's fucking that's hilarious. it. Stomped the mud hole in that pussy and walked it dry. <laughs> and that's it. Jesus, I'm so sorry, everybody. Yeah, you I know. This is a that. clip all by itself right there. That's, 
That's going on the YouTube. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there are some other non-pussy-related topics that we can get to. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. we'll be doing a little bit of wrestling here, just a smidge. Uh, but before we get into anything pro-wrestling-related, uh, I feel like we need to go do one of those when last we saw the boys. Uh, last week, we talked a little bit about some of the Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. and you had yet to see Black Widow. But right. that day, you rectified yes. that. I did. So and boy, what is did the deal? I make the right decision? Oh, he likes. Holy he likes. <laughs> I, you can't have a movie with two women so just beautiful in the face. God damn. Oh, Absolutely. my God. We'll we, we talk about that later. Yeah. So what did you think of the movie then? Oh, you want to talk about I'm it now? I'm talking about it right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just going off your. Okay. No, it was fucking great, man. I it, I really see that's the thing, right? The remember I was saying in the previews and shit, it just seemed so like action and and kung fu and all that stuff. Like I, I just made a, a resemblance to that, but it was actually the opposite, man. There was that storytelling was pretty good, man. I liked see? it. It was a couple tear jerkers. The action the action was pretty good. It was good, man. It was a good movie. Were I'd you Were you again. feeling, did you understand, what, after you saw it, did you kind of get where I was coming from when I said the shows had kind of mellowed me out? So then, like, right. by the time this movie hit, I was like, the action was like, my heart was pumping. I said, God damn, I yeah, haven't been stimulated like this in a minute. So. <laughs> it was a lot. There's explosions, people falling out the sky. It was all kinds of crazy shit happening. All kinds of fucking. It uh, was really good, man. I honestly did not expect this movie to be as good as it was. I don't know Oh, why. you had a low bar really low which is weird because it's a marvel movie and usually i know some people you know will probably say that's not true but usually their movies are, are really good and i have a lot of expectation for it but for whatever reason i just was didn't care about this movie too much but boy oh boy am i glad i watched it man it was <laughs> and, uh, good and what about the other thing i warned you about when she was like i don't get periods you dickhead that's what happens when they give you an involuntary hysterectomy. <laughs> I was like, they just go oh. in and they cut it up and they take all oh, of the dude, organs she out. Is, that <laughs> woman is insane. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know who she was. Oh my god! Why do I keep hearing that? She's done so many great things. I, she probably has. That's fine. <laughs> and she looks familiar. Yeah, she's young though. That's what you it know. Is. I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name, but I can like I see her face. I thought that was her doing an accent. She was in like a scary movie or something like that. Blonde chick. Oh my god, I can't remember her name, but I can see her face. Oh, I had like um, a super crush on her back in the day. I think I but I thought, about, oh shit, uh, she's real tiny. She she married yes, like yes. a Russian boxer. Yes, yes, he is. Oh, what the fuck? See, I was I, it was I, bothering me. Yeah, but I thought that was her at first with just doing an accent. And then I realized it wasn't, which didn't change my opinion at all. I still thought Hayden Penitary. Thank you. You thought it was Hayden Penitary. Yeah, they do. I thought that's who it was at first, but it's it is not. It is not. (laughs) uh, She did. She did great. She was really good in the movie too. She was very. Her acting was really good. You were. So I'm assuming she's the next stop now. She's the new Black Widow moving forward. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, uh, you were not impressed with the end credit. No, I mean, no, like to me, okay. So for me, I, I I don't know where that's going. 
right? Like, if, and this is the part that I was wondering with what I said before, like, what should I watch in what order? Because if I have no understanding of what's happening with the time frames, mm-hmm. then that that end credit is completely confusing. Because what that what that said to me was that moment in time with the girl from Seinfeld or yeah Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, what that told me is that time frame was them with when when people were still gone from the from Thanos. Because, yeah, because that all got reversed, and she stopped him from dying and killed herself to get the stone, if I remember that correctly. Right. So now whoever that is is trying to manipulate her to attack that guy because they're saying that she act, he actually murdered her. So that, it's just confusing. She's hinting at it. Okay, so the it's actual— It's a two-second clip that— yeah. If you don't know what's going on, you it, it this means absolutely nothing to you. If you're in the middle like me, because I don't really I haven't watched anything about time. So if there's anything This doesn't it, have anything to do with time. Okay, I'm gonna explain it. Okay. All right. So what what happened here is is the the part where she goes to the tombstone to visit Natalia's grave. Okay. That uh, as far as the timeline goes, that occurs directly after Endgame. This movie itself happens before Endgame. It happens actually just before Infinity War. That's why the end scene where she's blonde and she has the Zephyr and she takes off, that is, the ending to this movie is literally the beginning to Infinity War. But to be fair, this movie was supposed to be out a long time ago. Yeah, but still, timeline, it was still supposed to be after Endgame. It's a flashback. It was always meant to be a flashback. Yeah, exactly, but that's why it's confusing because of where they're placing it. Okay, perfect. So for anybody out there who's also confused, I'm going to clear it up. Uh, this, This movie itself takes place after Civil War and before Infinity War. The last scene where she goes to the tombstone, or to the grave, I guess you could say, that happens after... Endgame, after Natasha has sacrificed herself and blah, 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 blah. Here's where people might be a little confused, and this is where I'm going to clear it up, because with the Hawkeye picture, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Okay, so she doesn't know who the fuck Hawkeye is, obviously. Right. She wasn't a big part of Natalia's about the Avengers. Right. She doesn't really know them, per se. Also, the situation that took place on the planet where Natasha sacrificed herself, with the exception of Hawkeye, nobody knows how Natasha died. They just know that she did in order to get the Soul Stone, a soul for a soul. They know she sacrificed herself in the canyon. They don't know all the other shit that happened inside. Right. So they're using that lack of knowledge to convince Yelena that, you know, your sister and Hawkeye both went to that planet and he left and she didn't. That sounds to okay, me well, like he's responsible a, for something. Here's a big question. Okay. Who the fuck is they? I mean, who is trying to manipulate her that's, to think? That has not been revealed yet. She's new. Okay. She's new. Now, because of COVID, Black Widow was supposed to come out before the Netflix show started. I'm excuse exactly. me. Before Disney Plus started. That was supposed to be her debut. It ended right. up not being her debut. She debuted in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, where she revealed her name, and that's about it. Because in the comics, her character is a very high-level S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. We don't have S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. So 
she supposedly will be working with another agency. They haven't revealed it yet. She is the new Nick Fury moving forward. She is going to be the person running things from behind the scenes, situating things, moving pieces. The only difference is, is that we know that Nick Fury was a babyface. We don't know if Contessa will be one of the good guys or the bad guys. We don't know yet. She's had a role in both. She's built super teams before. She was the one who founded the Thunderbolts. Uh, but she's also been a bit of a double agent in the past. So we don't really know where her allegiances lie. All we know so far is at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, she recruited John as U.S. agent. Recruited him to what? We don't know. She just keeps saying she's got a project she wants a team to work on, and she felt that he she could use his services. So she's got a super soldier. She's got U.S. agent. Now at the end of Black Widow, we know that she's already recruited Yelena, meaning she's already working with Yelena. So that's two down. She's got the U.S. agent already, and she's got the new Black Widow. Is this the new Avengers? Is this the young Avengers? Is this an MCU version of the Thunderbolts? We don't know. The story is progressing. But what we do know is that Hawkeye is apparently on her shit list. (laughs) Because the piece of the story that we're also missing from Hawkeye is in between Infinity War and Endgame, he became an assassin known as Ronin. That was where Endgame picked him up when he was killing those people in Japan. Apparently during the course of the blip, during that five years, he went on quite the spree. So he's made a few enemies along the way, and that's where the Hawkeye series will pick up. A lot of the shit that he did will be coming home to roost. He's going to have to face a lot of the problems that he started, and this will be happening after Endgame. What Contessa did was basically sick Yelena on him. So she's going to play a figure in the Disney Plus series. I keep saying Netflix, but it's the Disney Plus series. Yelena will be in the Hawkeye series. Now, I'm assuming she's going to start off as a heel, because if this is the person responsible for her sister's death, yeah, she's going to probably try to kick his ass. But I have a feeling you know how these things go. Babyface eventually figure it out. They join sides. Blah, 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 blah. We'll see how it right. plays out. But that's the only real importance to that scene. It, it's, it, 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 uh, it explains her upcoming involvement in the series. Right. That's what that's going to be. Kate Bishop and her are going to probably go toe-to-toe. And uh, and that's how that's going to probably end up going. So that's uh, and, and if you weren't impressed by the end credit, I get it because a lot of people were actually kind of confused. Well, there was really nothing to be impressed by. Yeah, it was honest. just a short little clip. It, it, it sent you in a different direction. They weren't it. introducing anybody new. It was Hawkeye. So now, only thing you really know is just like those two are going to come together at some point. Yeah. That's literally all you're getting. They're going to beef. That's they, all. They're going to beef. And he's gonna I said, like, boy, oh boy, <laughs> am I glad I didn't sit there. fucking wait for that because i would have been pissed yeah well there you go that's part of that there so we're looking forward to that you haven't seen loki yet right no i no haven't got a chance to watch that that's fine Uh, that's uh that's six episodes and uh, a lot of people talking about that ending i won't go into it until you see it but the most talked about part parts excuse me of that entire series is the ending because, and again, I'm not going to reveal what or who, but the big bad, so to speak, you know, the Thanos of this universe moving forward, was revealed in this series. Okay. 
Huge, huge implication for the MCU moving forward. But that's really, I guess, that's all that it was. And as I explained to you guys last week, I explained it to my wife off the air. And she was like, I guess it kind of makes sense. This this series, if you haven't seen it yet, give it a shot when you get a chance. Not just you, Dave, but like anybody who's listening. This, If you're a fan of the Marvel films, but you haven't really been impressed by Disney Plus's efforts on their shows, because there's people who still to this day, ah, WandaVision sucks, Falcon sucks, whatever. Low-key, I would suggest giving it a try because, as I said last week, and I'll say it again, this show lays out the rules. If you want to play the game with us later, you're going to know how the game's played, and this show is going to tell you, is going to tell you how the game's being played. Right. They're laying out the rules, so if you're lost in the future, they're going to tell you, go watch Loki. That's gotcha. it. That's, that's where the time thing comes in. You'll have a much easier time, I think. I got to catch Secret up now, man, because pretty soon there's going to be so much shit out. I'm not going to be able to catch up, dude. Uh, there's no need in trying to catch up. Take the leisure, baby. Enjoy the ride. Plenty of Marvel to go around. Shang-Chi is on deck. And uh, we're going to be seeing that soon, November. I can't wait. My son's actually. What about that new super group? They, the previews keep coming on in the movies with uh, Angelina Jolie. The Eternals. That's yeah, the what one, is that? That's the one I keep forgetting about. Fuck me. That's the one in November. Corona pushed everything back. So we've got Shang-Chi in... Let me let me get the official. Hold on one second. Yeah, release date for Shang-Chi. September 3rd. Jesus Christ. Like a month and a half from now, we got Shang-Chi. Then the Eternals, uh, November 5th. And then... Spider-Man. Ugh. Seriously? <laughs> I, know, I haven't uh, seen any of the new ones, to be honest. And December. <laughs> Wait, you haven't seen any of the new ones? Homecoming Spider-Man one? is like Batman for me. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I want to watch them. I like the guy, whatever the case may be. I don't give a fuck about Spider-Man anymore. <laughs> I don't. I've seen there was so there's so many renditions. Of, I'm not saying that it's not good, and I'm not saying that I don't like Spider-Man. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going out of my way. I'm not spending time out of my day to go looking for fucking Spider-Man. If you love Spider-Man, I'm sorry. He is awesome. I love using him in the Marvel games. I'm a I'm oh, a no, Spider-Man a guy. I don't like Batman, but I am a Spider-Man guy. But Spider-Man to me is like Batman. I'm fucking sick of Spider-Man movies. I'm just sick of them. <laughs> I'm over it. Well, I will. I'm not gonna convince you to watch these. If you don't want to watch them, you don't have to watch them. But these movies are different from the ones that Sony did, which is kind of pissing Sony off. <laughs> but why? They, they knew they were fucking cock blocking Because no, I think what's pissing them off is that they they played with this toy for a while and in the beginning it was fun, but then they couldn't really figure out how to move past that one fun part. They gave it to somebody else to play with for a while. They mastered it. And now they're like, "All right, well, can you take what you did with yours and use our other toys?" They're like, "Hey, why don't you put Venom in? Why don't you put Mobius in?" And they're like, "No, N- no." <laughs> but like, they're, oh wait, so it's not them who's making the Venom movies? No, Marvel, Marvel Studios does not make the Venom movies. They're, su- they're the original studio, the Sony production people. They're the ones making Venom. So you're telling me that uh, Venom and Car- Carnage is going to be trash? Well, I don't know. Did you see the first Venom? I did not. Okay, so then, I mean... Did you? Yeah, yes, I did. 
Was it good? It was all right. <laughs> I mean, Tom Hardy's in it. So I, it's worth watching at it's, least. Yeah, I mean, he's good. He's all right. Uh, the way they did Venom as far as, like, his inner monologue and the whole we are whatever, whatever the fuck, right. they, they did a more comic book accurate version than any other time that they did it. But, like, it's it's it was a little hard to follow story-wise. This one, I actually think the second one coming out, which is, let me look that up now. Uh, really soon. Yeah, it's coming out really soon, actually. You're right. Let me see. Also September. Yeah, uh, soon. This is coming out, Let There Be Carnage, the one with Woody Harrelson as Carnage. This one is going to be hard to fuck up, I think, personally. Because Dude, every time I hear Carnage, I just think of that red Super Nintendo yes, cartridge. Yes, Maximum so Carnage, bro. Oh, so much time playing, man. <laughs> maximum oh. Carnage. This one, I mean, it's in the title. Let there be fucking carnage. You can't fuck this up. I mean, let me not say that. You can, you can fuck you it up. Can. You can. You fucking can. You got to be legendary at fucking productions up to fuck this shit up. Because they did all the hard work in the first one. They explained the symbiote. They explained Eddie Brock. They did all the heavy lifting already. And they set the seed for carnage in that film as well. Even down to the end credit with Woody Harrelson being revealed to be Cassidy. Blah, 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 blah. I can always remember. I always forget his last name. This movie should be exactly what is advertised. Straight, unadulterated fucking carnage. This right. is one of the sickest motherfuckers who have ever lived. All you got to do is think of the sickest shit possible and then multiply it times 10 and put it on film. And you're good. This yeah, guy kills it Sounds kids. like an easy task. This what guy kills children for fun. You can play with this. You can do whatever you want. It makes sense with him. He's right. He is the MC. Well, I'm gonna say MCU because they haven't touched it. But, but this is the this is the reason why they haven't touched it. You can't. So, Sony has the advantage here because the MCU can't go as dark as it needs to to do a proper carnage. They can. Will they? Is the question. No, that's it's not it. worth it. I mean, this dude kills for fun. He's the Joker of Marvel. He just does it because it's funny to him. That's it. For sport. Right. So I mean, I mean, like I said, you, you could fuck it up, I guess. But you, I mean, that'd be that would be legendary. You fuck, <laughs> you fuck this up. I'm All sure they fucked up worse. Jesus Christ! You know these other movies. Shang Chi has a trailer. Eternals has a trailer. No Spider Man trailer. And it's coming out right at me. I don't, but that's the thing. I don't know anything about those uh, the the last two that you just said besides Spider-Man. Oh, Homecoming and Far From Home. No, no, no. We're not talking about that. Oh, I'm talking about the la- the other two movies that you mentioned before you just said Spider-Man. Oh, Shang-Chi and yes. the Eternals. Yes, I have no clue what those people are at all. Okay. Uh, so. As far as the characters go. Yeah, like the story behind it. Like, I... I Correct me if I'm wrong. I thought I heard somewhere that the Eternals is essentially like the Avengers in a different universe, but they're like stronger or some shit. They're celestials. They're gods. Right. Not necessarily okay. Avengers. I don't know who made that comparison, but they. I don't know. It's maybe they, something I just they, heard. They're about. a team, but they're not supposed to be a team. Each. I don't know. Angelina are... Jolie's in it. She looks fucking great for being like 80. So. <laughs> oh my <whatever>. god. <laughs> When the rubber, see, I would say that, but then she's standing next to Salma Hayek, and I'm like, well, <laughs> and the other set, you'd be first place, mama, but here, <laughs> you yeah. are the lieutenant, not the captain. Get with I it. I mean, they got different flavors for everybody. There yeah? you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, a little French vanilla on one side, a little plain vanilla on the other. <laughs> Wait, How about that? What? There you go. A little Angelina Julie, a little plain vanilla on one side, a little French mocha chocolate. Uh, I don't even know what complexion Salma Hayek is. She should get her own color. They should just call her. Her complexion is very Salma. Salma. That's it. That's, yeah, her, that's, it. that's the skin Sounds tone good. she is. Yeah, she yeah. Is what color do you want this what in? Is Salma. I need her. That's going to be my next wife. If anything happens between me and Steph, I'm going to try to get myself a new Salma. Some That's Salma. Some, someone <laughs> in the Salma department. Oh, my God. Yeah. I already got backup plans. Yeah. No, if, I can't get, if I can't get that, I'm going Asian the next order. Oh. The next order, yeah. Chinese yeah. food? All right, yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be less confusing on the Ling end, you know what I'm saying? There you go. There you go. I'm, I'm not gonna try. You know, if you're gonna remarry, you need to, you know, well, complicate your life less, not more. I'm not remarrying shit. There you go. I'm taking. I'm taking on all challengers. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> all challengers. First, my man wanted uh, wanted to get some meat for some nachos, and now he's taking on all challengers. Are you still getting the nachos? I want to. I'm thinking about it this whole time. <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna front. This entire time we've been talking so far, I've only really been thinking about nachos. The thought about going to the store to get ground meat is deterring me. Ah, uh, no, you got to put in the effort. You got to put in the hustle. Oh no! If you want to sit there and eat like a king, you got to work like a fucking madman. That's how that works. Fuck yeah. So yeah, wrestling happened this week. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, I bet it did. <laughs> So I sent you some videos, but we didn't get, you didn't, uh, I, apparently they got sent fucked up. Yes. Because really uh, you heard, bad. you heard some rustling. I would actually like for my own, ah, fuck it. It's too much work, dude. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Too much work. To see, I was really looking forward to it. I really to it. want you to see it. It's a really good fucking show. Like that's well, why I sent it shit. to you. All right. I'll look into it again. I don't know why. I don't know why it happened the way that it did, because it should have came through there. Anyway, I don't want to keep my people in suspense here. I, I oh, sent David the uh, Slammiversary pay-per-view from Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Impact Wrestling in a while. And and I, for good reason. Yes, for very good reason. I've, for extremely good. Is there any other word after extremely that we could really drive the point on how <laughs> trash this program is? <laughs> What is this? He goes fast. Oh, I know what happened. The first one isn't that hard, but... You're hearing Alex in the background. The rustling of papers. I get what's happening now. Oh, delete. I know what happened. I can fix that. Yeah, I was really angry. <laughs> oh, I, I can see what happened now. All right, all right. Okay, no, 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 no. get out of here. I gotta, I'm, I'll, I'll work on this tonight, and <laughs> then I'll send it back to you. You know what, then? Skip it. Skip it. We'll, you want to talk about it next time? Yeah, you want to do Slammiversary next week, then? And then I'll give you, like... I mean, I, I mean, it happened, so I don't know if we should just okay, talk so about what's it. Okay, so what's going to happen... I do want to watch it. Okay, well, here's the crux of what I'm going to talk about, right? Because I was really going to bring it up for a specific reason. So there, I'm not going to talk about the specific matches or the surprises. That's another reason why I wanted you to watch this. But you already have it in front of me. I see it. Okay, so delete it. <laughs> okay, good. No, I, I really didn't look at it like that. So. Okay, good. So there you go. It's gone now. 
Uh, I actually do want you to actually take a look at it. It's a really good show, which is why I wanted to talk about this. Okay. And not in the sense of anything that specific that happened. It wasn't really, I mean, for me and you personally, yeah, there was a few surprises that I think you'll enjoy. And I think some of the matches are really, really good, too. Uh, right. But the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I, I wrote off Impact a long time ago. Now, yeah, I mean, I tried a yeah. few times recently. I <laughs> yeah. told you, I talked about it on here. Yeah, you did. You did. You gave it a shot. Here, here's my only problem, or isn't my only one, <laughs> but here, here's, I think, for me personally, one of the reasons why I wrote it off is because I see a lot of people, it's, it's the opposite of the AEW effect. I've been, and we're going to talk about AEW kind of a lot later, but I, I don't have a problem with anybody AEW, but I always say the same thing over and over and over. Great players not really great coaching, right? The, the, the behind-the-scenes stuff kind of inhibits uh, some of the talent I see sometimes on TV. This is kind of the opposite. They got great coaching in Impact. We talked about it when we did the Forbidden Door conversation where we're like, with Scott Demore there and Callis. Well, now Callis is not there anymore, but they got some great minds behind the scenes. Sammy Callahan has a hand in everything that's been going on. They, right. have, they have a lot of great minds behind the scenes. But I personally, the reason why I really just kind of fell off is because even though they do have some good talent, I don't see them often enough. It the 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 roster shuffles like a lot. All right, you you got you got your X division guys here that kind of stick around, but there's always new faces. Tag team division, I don't even know who's in the tag team division to be honest with you. The fact that they had a four way on this pay per view stunned me because I'm like, where did four tag teams come from? Uh, the tag team champions I knew about, obviously the Good Brothers, and then they just kind of made teams. So I was like, all right. And then right. there's the Knockouts champion, who I will be working with very, very soon, and her name is Deanna Perazzo. Let me, let me put that back out there before I get reamed again. It's Perazzo, and she is the Impact Knockouts champion. I'm sorry, you better put some fucking respect on her and name. And not only <laughs> – exactly – and not only has she uh, had an amazing title run thus far, she's burned through everybody. There aren't really any competitors left uh, unless she plans on doing a storyline with somebody else again. Uh, they didn't do that on this pay-per-view. They gave her a completely fresh new opponent, which was dope. I'm going to surprise. I'm going to let you enjoy the surprise for that one. Top to bottom from the opening match, which was the return of the Ultimate X match, which is always fun to watch. I don't know if you remember any of the Ultimate Xs from back in the day. Uh, that's the big suspension wire above the mm -hmm. ring, and they got a, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, you yeah they, had a, they had a surprise little uh, mixed tag, which was cool. I'd like to talk more about that, but I'll wait till you watch it first. Uh, Morrissey, W. Morrissey, that's big casts. Uh, making his return to Impact Wrestling. A lot of different things, a lot of moving parts here. I enjoyed a lot of this pay-per-view. A lot of it. And I said, as a matter of fact, I got about halfway through and was like, I'm going to send this to Dave. <laughs> yeah. right. I, was, I was like, I think he's going to really fucking enjoy this. Right. So, and that's and I'm going and I'm going to do that exactly. I'm going to do that tonight, as a matter of fact, before I get into my extracurricular activity. I will uh, re-edit that again. And I realize now, how that happened. I can fix that. So right. uh, we go ahead and fix that uh, later on the night. But I, I really do. I don't advocate a lot for other companies, especially for ones that aren't paying me to do so. Uh, but uh, Impact Wrestling, don't sleep on it. 
Not this one. Let them do it again. Let's get a rhythm going. If me and Dave can do two in a row, let's see if Impact can do two in a row it, and man. keep the momentum going. But this was actually really, really good. I had a lot of fun watching it. And, um, just about every match. And, and, a big, and a lot of the reason uh, I would caution certain people is that, that uh, some of these matches are very high energy, and then some of these are wrestling matches. So don't, don't lose yourself in it. Just, just enjoy it for what it is. Take the, take the ride. Uh, and then we had a very bloody main event, which my wife always appreciates. As soon as anyone gets color, ooh, color. You got her attention. Ooh. You start bleeding, you've got her fucking attention. So I really want everybody to go out there and check that out. Check out the uh, the Impact Wrestling pay-per-view, Slammiversary. It just happened. I'll, I'll leave that alone now, and then uh, next week we'll get really into it. As uh, I want, I really want to get your thoughts on it. So that's why I really want you to, to see it. So I'll gotcha. send that to you. There. Yeah, we'll do that. If guys, be patient with us just a little bit longer. We'll get your, we'll get a breakdown for you. We're gonna break that one down a, for you. We guys. had a mishap on the back end. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna fix it and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna come back and, and give you what you're asking for. Techi- technical difficulties. What I'm gonna pretend you're asking for. <laughs> no, but then again, I don't give people what they ask for. I give them what they want, even when they weren't aware they wanted it. Oh, that's one of those is. things is like, damn, I didn't even know I wanted this in my I didn't life, even and know now I, I need there it. There it is. I didn't even know I wanted to care about Impact, but I do now. Shit, the cliffhanger <laughs> is real. <laughs> oh, speaking of cliffhangers, no, we, we did not get left with one this past Sunday. Uh, okay. We did not. <laughs> that was a fucking drastic yes. <laughs> We did not get left. With a cliffhanger this past Sunday. There was no cliffhanger. There was no sudden what will they do now. They gave us a pure outright ending. And I don't think it was the way that people wanted it. Until it finally executed. And they said yeah this is the way to go. So Money in the Bank happened. We previewed it last week. And Edge and Roman Reigns. Had their match. To determine the Universal Championship. And. We all kind of saw something going down, but uh, it actually all went down. Seth Rollins costing Edge his championship match. We're on the road to SummerSlam. Rollins versus Edge. Is this the dream match that everyone thinks it will be? That's the big question. No. <laughs> the fuck? No. Who the fuck wants to see that? No, nah, I'm joking. I know, I know. There are probably tons of people who want to see that, but oh, you know shit. my feelings. You know my after feelings. after wow. his efforts against Roman, I actually am interested. But the problem is, is this is an Edge and I, I want to know what kind of Edge and Rollins match I'm going to get. If this is the WWE storytelling version of Edge and Rollins, then it may not really be that good. If this is fucking. Edge and Rollins. I mean, turn it up. Take the cuffs they, off. All right, well, I haven't seen it in a little bit. Is Rollins' gimmick different? Mm, this, this is yes. a yes or no answer. Yes, it's different. He's not the he's same kinda, bullshit he was doing like a few months ago. No, he's not doing the Monday Night Messiah stuff, no. Okay. He's good. doing okay, like so a more no. of an arrogant, cocky, like uh uh, fancy dresser and just kind of psych- almost psychotic. Like he's so full of himself, like it's almost like it almost hurts. 
Like he's singing his own theme song now when he's trying to maestro the audience into Never singing mind. his I praises. I was about to give him a chance, but this sounds terrible. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, Let's oh, see oh, how he adapts to the Edge oh. thing because ever since he's been talking about Edge, he's gotten serious. Because the storyline is, is that while Edge was in retirement, they're trying to bring this back. I don't know if it was a seed that they planted intentionally. I don't know if they ever thought this would happen. But uh, Rollins, when he first had his first real run as champion back in 2014, he -hmm. was trying to get something out of Cena. And Edge, who happened to be a guest that night, he was retired with the neck thing. He had attacked Edge and threatened to re-break his neck if Cena didn't give him what he wanted, and he did. And that was it. There was a threat of violence. He got pinned down by the authority at that time, so Edge was kind of held against his will. They were kind of treating Edge like an invalid, like he couldn't help himself or whatever. He can't risk getting hurt. He's going to get beat up. So a few weeks ago, before the Roman thing, when Seth was doing his whole spiel or whatever, he was pissed off because... He had finally beaten Cesaro, and he wanted to face Roman for the title, and you just handed a title match to Edge, and blah, 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 blah. Edge interrupted him, and he was like, yeah, you know, Rollins, uh, unlike you, who just comes out here whining and bitching all goddamn day, uh, you want a title match, you know? And that's what's different about guys like you and me. You know, you want a title match. I come out of here and just take title matches. You see how that works? And then Seth had some sort of smart act, like smirk on him, and Edge goes, "Oh, and since you and I are finally talking, just be rest assured." He just got it real close. He goes, "I never forgot about 2014," and Seth kind of did like that by that bad guy gulp, and then the uh, <laughs> yeah that whole oh shit he remembers, and then the next week. It was like he kind of like slept on it, and he and then Rollins had a response for him, and he's like, "Look." I'm going to go win money in the bank. And when I do that, I want you to know I'm rooting for you, Edge. I'm going to be your biggest supporter. I'm going to be sitting there going, yay, Edge, go, Edge, go. Because I would love nothing more than to cash in on you and win the WWE Universal Championship. Now, neither one of them won. Seth Rollins was in the money in the bank first. He lost. Obviously, the winner of that match was Big E. And he cut a promo. Saying, ah, fuck this. I don't need money in the bank. I'm next in line. I'm next in line. I'm just going to take it, right? Like Edge said, I'm just going to take it. And that's where Rollins and Edge got into it at the end of the match. And and they fought off into the crowd. Now, they fought off into the crowd. And I said to myself, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. As soon as they went into the crowd and they literally fought off and Roman was in the ring by himself, I said, "Uh uh-oh. And I immediately scrambled in a panic. I was looking for my remote. About halfway through the show, Steph had fallen asleep. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, "Uh uh-oh, Roman's in the ring by himself. I think I know what's about to happen. I have to lower the TV volume right now. So I'm scrambling looking for the remote. I'm like, where the fuck is this? I'm trying to do it without waking her up. I finally get it. I lower it down. Maybe like, you know, all the volume has numbers. I'm down to like two or three. I'm low. I want to hear it to know what's going on, but I don't want to blast it. And I'm like, all right, please don't let happen what I think is going to happen. And he's talking, and it hits. I said, oh, shit. 
I knew it. And fucking John Cena comes out. And I lean over. And I was like, okay, good. She's still asleep. All right. What the fuck is happening here? So he comes out. He does the whole fucking. I don't, did you see this? Did you no, see this? No, I didn't. He I does didn't. the whole fucking entrance. He does the whole. He's talking to the cameraman. He does the fucking salute. He's running to the ring. He throws the hat in the audience. He hits the cue. Oh, but dude, he did it. Dude. He throws the hands up. And the logo comes on, and the fucking show ends. And I said, what? <laughs> There's no actual confrontation. Nothing's going to happen here. It's just his music, his entrance, and off the air. Right. And I peered over to make sure that the sounds of sin have not hurt my wife's ears. I got gotcha. you. And, and nothing. We were in the clear. Right. So I said, okay, good, fine. I said, man, I can't wait to hear what he's going to say tomorrow. What the fuck was the point of all that? Because he's confronting Roman. Roman is the champion for SmackDown. And they're like, he's going to be on Raw. And I'm like, why? If he's talking shit about the champion from SmackDown. Right. So the next day, my wife goes to work. She goes to work before I even wake up. So she spoke to me later. And she goes, hey, I'm sorry I fell asleep on the pay-per-view. Do you want to finish watching it tonight? Nope. I'm good. I said, I said, (laughs) I said, no, I'm good. I don't want to watch it. I left out. Why? I just said, no, I'm good. I finished it. It's fine. She goes, no, but I mean, I didn't get a chance to finish it. Who won Money in the Bank? Who did this? Who did that? I'm like, ah, I told her the results. She goes, were the matches any good? I said, they were okay. I don't think you're going to like the ending of the this Roman dude and Edge. is trying to buy. He's trying to get off of this. No, but wait. It's <laughs> wait, so wait hard to get off of this. So I said, I don't think you're going to like the ending to Edge and Roman. She was like, oh, I did a fuck finish, didn't I? I was like, mm, kind of. She goes, did Edge win the title? I was like, no. She goes, so Roman won. I was like, yeah. She goes, did Seth interfere? I said, yeah. She goes, okay, so we're going with Edge and Rollins at SummerSlam. I was like, yep. She goes, so what happened with Roman then? I was like, nothing. <laughs> and, she heard it in my, and she heard it in my voice. She goes, no, something happened. What happened? I was like, nothing. I mean, you know, he won the match. The logo comes on. We go off the air. And she was like, he came back, didn't he? I was like, listen, listen, I didn't book this, okay? <laughs> I didn't make the call. She was like, God damn it. I was like, look, listen to me when I say this to you. I didn't know. <laughs> which now, is a, which is a lie because I did, did kind of have an idea that he was going to show up. But, yeah. When you he say was what? just making an appearance, though, right? Well, <laughs> that's what I thought. Uh, and then he went on. Uh, actually, uh, it turns out he did speak to the audience um, after the camera went off the air. Right. And somebody had recorded it. And he stated that uh, he will go into more detail on Raw, but he wants everybody to be aware that uh, this this is not a one time. I'm back. And I'm like, oh my god, dude! What's so? I don't. I, I swear to God, like for some reason, like I, I just feel like a wizard. <laughs> I feel like a wizard. I, I feel <laughs> like a wizard. Like, did we not just talk last week, Dave Stradamus? How, how that 
no matter how dominant Roman Reigns is, that I don't think he'd be able to overshadow a John Cena. But then this whole time we've been talking, there's no one in the building that's going to take the belt from it. It just doesn't make sense. And, and al- then it almost like on command, like a genie, he appears. Dude, I think I said his name too many times. Fuck, you my su- bad. You summoned him. Yeah, tell tell, <laughs> tell tell stuff I said. My bad. That's oh, that one's on God. me. That one's on me. That was I said his name too many times in a row. Dude. That was my bad. You 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 forced I conjured him. him. Yeah, you can <laughs> You you summoned his will. He's now it. here to bring balance to the wrestling world. Uh, yeah, the man is back, and for Christ's sake, for Christ's sake, the. The question was raised, does the return of John Cena help or hurt the current climate in WWE? I mean, can't hurt tremendously. I mean, you would think uh, it's got to help on the ticket end, I'm sure. Uh, It's going to do phenomenal for Roman Reigns. See, that's the part that I'm worried about. Will working with John in this capacity as a heel... 100%. Well, it doesn't matter. It, it, none of that matters. Let's take this heel and baby face throw it right out the fucking window because it does it does not matter for these two individuals. Okay. We talked about this already. You got people who fucking love John Cena and hate Roman because that's not their whatever. Then you have it vice versa where they hate Cena enough to like Roman more. This is only all you're going to do is get, you're just going to get a division. You're, you're just going to take two top tickets and they're just going to divide. The numbers aren't going to change. They're just going to step to one side or the other, but they're still going to be there. You know what I mean? And now you get to uh, pose a challenge for Roman. That makes sense. Uh, a chance for him to actually lose the belt. That makes sense. You can run a story that'll last a good while. That makes sense. You have two of the greatest people who know how to run a story without getting hurt. They they can they can give you longevity At without any fear that the belt's gonna become compromised. Yeah. Like this two, this two could rocks be of Gibraltar. The, now now for people who hate both sides or the case may be, this may be very boring for you, but think of all those people who grew up with John Cena and fucking loved him. Those kids are older now. Yeah. They have girlfriends. Some of them might even have kids. Some of them are working all the you know, they they that's what they love. That's what they grew up. That was their idol. That's whatever. Now they got this Roman guy. They either love or hate him. But at the end of the day, these two are just them two together, regardless of how you feel about it, is only going to make more money. And it's only gonna go as far as they can keep it going. And these two have proven that. They know how to work at the high level and represent the belt and have matches, whether some people think they're boring or not, to where it works. It works, and they're gonna they're gonna generate a lot of money, man. Holy shit! I, I don't know, man. I honestly I don't believe that he's gonna be here for very long. No, they might run a story for if at most I think they will run a story to where they'll have a good match and Roman will win. Um, or Cena will take it, but Roman will take it back, and then that will be the end of John Cena being around. So however long that lasts, we don't know. The only thing that could fuck it up for you guys who don't want to see him at all is the 
number of <laughs> the number that comes in that comes in based off of these two's feud because if they start to make a lot of money based off of this shit, which they probably will, if it doesn't run longer because of that, it will happen multiple times. And that's my opinion on that. I I think you hit it on the head when you said the these two being on top is going to give them longevity. I think when Cena was on top, on a regular basis. It almost seemed like they were okay with taking more chances because they knew they had Cena on top. So they're like, oh, yeah, we can give the fans the different type of matches that they want because we know that in the end we got what we want on top. So you'll see different people being pushed. You'll see different types of matches. You'll see some experimentation being done. And a lot of that experimentation back in the day when Cena was on top, it didn't work. When you had guys like Swagger, you know, Del Rio, all these guys on top, you know, it the did people some that you business. thought had the potential to give them right. a run, but just fell short. Right, right. So now... Roman with, ain't falling short. No, Roman's not falling short, but that's my point. So, with, Son, right. with Cena and Roman on top, could we see this now be another era of experimentation? Now we've got Rollins and Edge underneath, and two more veterans who are going to be able to carry their load. These are two guaranteed spots right here where it's like Vince is going to be like, all right, this is this is the kind of stuff that I want. So now do, do we take a few chances in the middle? Do we start to see some talents that maybe we don't normally see on pay-per-view? Do we see some matches that maybe you know, Vince wouldn't have probably felt comfortable with because oh, this might ruin the whole show, but this particular show, SummerSlam, is already looking fucking stacked. I already tell you right now, some of this experimentation has gone in the wrong direction because I'm assuming you didn't see Raw either. What do, what world do we no? What world do we live in where they use the John Cena feud with Roman Reigns to exhaust Roman enough for Big E to take the belt for a little bit? Mm, mm. What world do we live in where John Cena, Roman, Re oh, Roman Reigns, and Edge are all fighting for the top and Big E actually has the belt? Well, that's Because think of who could have won that money in the bank. <laughs> and the fact that, because I, again, I didn't get to watch it. So when you said Big, Big E won it, I was like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Right? But then now you're telling me all this other shit, and I'm like, well, then that sounds like a waste. Like, everyone knows people want to see Big E have a run. They want right. to. But now? That doesn't make any sense. No, he but doesn't have to do again, it again, you don't have to give it to him now, but then why give him money in the bank? Money Which then the goes right back to what you were saying before, how fucking useless it is. It doesn't serve a purpose, unless it does. But then... What world do we live in? I'll say it again, where Big E has the belt and Roman, Edge, and Cena are all live wrestlers. Well, here's the thing. They've got time to build them. That contract is good for a year. And we've what seen contract is good for a year? The Money in the Bank contract. Tell me a wrestler that can be built within a year who's already been existing on the on the on the roster to reach the level of a Cena and a Roman Reigns for it to make sense. Big E. There you go. I think big. So then, what I'm choice. saying is it too far fetched? No, they could. Here's the thing, and, and it's funny. Uh, Biggie's interview 
at the end of the pay-per-view, which I'm, again, sure that you did not see. I'm he, watching it very soon. I've yeah. been uh, he did a, a lot going on. But. He did an interview for YouTube after he had won, and he was right. celebrating with the New Day, obviously. Right. And they had asked right. him, of you course. know, what's going through your body? What's going through your mind right now? You won money in the bank, blah, 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 blah. And he did the usual baby face bullshit about what it means to win and all the years that I've put in and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, you know, as the briefcase holder, you know, you're not bound now by brand loyalty. As the Money in the Bank holder, he can cha- he could challenge the SmackDown champion, which is Roman. Whatever he, he wants could to He could challenge do. Bobby Lashley on Raw. Now, Big E is on SmackDown, but the other New Day guys are on Raw. So if he were to champion or choose Bobby and and win Bobby's title, mm. he would be uniting New Day. But that's his chance to get back. Big with New Day. E in that interview stated he's actually not interested in doing that. He said, "I you know if I challenge Bobby and win the title, I'd be on Raw and that'd be great for the group. But I want to utilize this briefcase and this contract to further me, to further myself." And the only way that I could see myself doing that is I got to challenge the best. And that means I got to challenge Roman Reigns. And he said, I want to challenge Roman Reigns. And I know that when you've got the briefcase, you can be an opportunist. You can cash in this money in the bank anytime, anywhere. And I know a lot of people have cashed this in at a, at a, at a champion's weakest point. And he looked right in the camera and he said, but that's not what I'm going to do. He said, I want Roman Reigns at 100%. He said, when I cash this champion, this championship contract in, I'm going to cash it in for a match. Not at his weakest point. He's going to know when I'm coming. He's going to know how I'm coming. And when I, when I finally get in the ring with Roman Reigns for the Universal Champion, you're looking at the new champion right here. And I was like, this motherfucker. He's gonna do it. <laughs> He's gonna do it. I in the first. I said. Jesus Christ. Tell me that we're in history the first time ever where both world championships are held by African-American wrestlers. See, I said that I, that we should stop doing that, and yep. I just fucking did it. Yeah, because it's, it's the first. That's why. Right. If it was commonality, we wouldn't be talking about it, but it would be the first. And, and he's And he's he said it straight up, and I was like, good for him. All right, well, then give me your 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 actual feelings on this how would you feel about that if that were to happen and it's something that you think would make sense if Big E was to defeat Roman Reigns for the championship correct first of all first and foremost let me just let the audience know that if I'm booking this Roman is champion to a Wrestlemania this is un, this is this is non-negotiable you think this is that big no non- non-negotiable I need Roman to hold that championship to a Wrestlemania now here's the thing Here's the thing, and this is going to sound stupid, but hear me out. So, Survivor Series this year is special. Now, I think it was during COVID. I think it was last year's Survivor Series. They did, what was it, 30 years of The Undertaker. Remember, we did a whole tournament here on, or, you know, on the podcast with his greatest matches or whatever, and they used that pay-per-view to uh, say goodbye to The Undertaker. That was uh, last year. Lord and behold, this year's Survivor Series is equally, well, not equally. Let me not do that. It's very special. 
it's the 25th year of The Rock's debut. And they have confirmed that The Rock will be at Survivor Series this year. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful opportunity to get a little bit more heat on Roman Reigns. (laughs) Because every time you hear him say that he is the head of the table on social media, people always say, he can't surely be the head of the table, the same table that Rock's eating from, right? I mean, mm-hmm. the, that, that's, that's not how that's going to go. I right. foresee some sort of confrontation there, and I know people are going to say, well, maybe that's when the match will take place, or maybe when the, that's when they'll start building toward the eventual match between The Rock and Roman Reigns and blah, 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 blah. And I know that people are going to no, say... I don't know, man. I don't know but, if I want to see but that. that. But that's what... That's, that's, just hear me out, right? So that's... not a ma- that's, But not a matter of, like, skill or a boring match. Just, like, uh, like gimmick-wise, Roman should win. But I don't know if I want to see Roman beat The Rock, though. I would not like see Roman Reigns beat The Rock. I don't see a reason why The Rock... First of all, I think The Rock would be on board. With using his anniversary to do that. Right, yeah. I know he would. Secondly, I think it would be. I I don't. Because that's the thing. I don't foresee The Rock and Roman Reigns even having a match. I know people have. And I hope not. Yeah, and I I, I know know that people have talked about it and it's been rumored for quite a while. I just don't see it happening. And not for any other reason than just The Rock's just got too much going on. I, I wouldn't depend on it. We almost didn't get The Rock Cena matchup that they wanted. And they were able to figure that out. But I don't know if they want to relieve, relive that hell. But hear me out on this as far as Big E, right? So Survivor Series to me is a perfect opportunity for Roman Reigns and The Rock to have some sort of confrontation. And like I said, or like, like Big E said, he's not going to challenge. He's not going to cash in when the dude is weak. He wants to cash in where... Roman is in 100%. Right. So while I don't believe Rock and Roman would be physical at Survivor Series, if I'm putting this bitch together, I want Big E to go on a tear right now. Just knocking wins down. Boom. I mean, he's just captain of the team. This dude can't miss. The basket is a mile wide. He's just shooting them up. That's it. Three pointers for days. He's just knocking them out of the park. We get the Survivor Series, and Roman Reigns has his little confrontation with The Rock. And I know we're going into Survivor Series. you got to have some sort of a build. If I'm Roman Reigns and I'm Big E, or if I'm booking Roman Reigns and I'm booking Big E, I would love to have Big E cash in that money in the bank for a match at Survivor Series. Have that That guarantees he loses. yes, Yes, it would. Yes, it would. It would guarantee that he loses. Now here's off of your own premise where you said you'd be an idiot to not have Roman go into WrestleMania. That's correct. Okay. Follow me on this. I'm with you. I'm just so, recapping yeah, as yes, we go. Recapping as we go. Right. So I want Biggie to lose, but here's how we're gonna have him lose. That confrontation between Roman and Big E, I want that to kind of play a role here. Okay? Roman's been very disrespectful. Rock and him are going back and forth. Every single time that Rock and Roman have gotten together, Rock's always been very helpful of Roman. But in this particular case, I wouldn't mind Roman and the bloodline getting a little over on the Rock here, physically. 
put the boots to him, doing something, right? Rock's I mean, it would, it would do wonders for his gimmick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Rock refuses to acknowledge him as the head of the table. Refuses. How could you possibly be the head of the table? Fucking look at me. <laughs> look <laughs> I'm a I'm, god. I'm Black Adam, bitch. How the fuck are you <laughs> the head of the fucking table? And the bloodline and, you know, the Usos and everybody else, they can't let this happen. They can't let their own family come in here and just disrespect them on, on the, and that's what I would do too. Cause you know, the rock SmackDown is the rock show, obviously. And I would just have Roman. No, it's my show now. See, this, this is my, I lay SmackDowns on television. Now you, you pretend to do SmackDowns on TV. Now that's what you do. You pretend right. I actually do them now and have some sort of physicality. So that later on in the main event, when Roman is, is in battle with big E here, the Rock will somehow get involved here, but it won't be enough. Like, you know, maybe like a rock bottom or something for a false finish. You know, right. A rock bottom on Roman. Big E's coming. He's crawling. He's fighting over. Puts the hand over. One, two, kick out. Crowd goes nuts. Right? Because Roman's now kicked out of whatever Big E did plus a rock bottom. He's a machine. He's a monster. He can't be stopped. Here comes the Usos. They're taking care of the Rock. I mean, well, the Rock's going to beat the asses for sure. But the point is, is that he's distracted. Yes. Big E and Roman now in the ring. Something takes place. Bing, bang, boom. Roman hits the spear. One, two, three. Big E goes down. Right? Rock tried to help him out. Rock puts his stamp of approval on Big E. What a soldier. What a fighter. This dude is the next dude. Da, 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 da. Right? Big E loses the match, but he gets the rub. He's a main event guy. Rock's giving him the high five. Here we go. Good shit. You know, you'll get him on the next run. Blah, 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 blah. I want Biggie to be a thorn in Roman Reigns' side. A lot like Kevin Owens did during his little run with him. Yeah, but I feel like that's very dangerous with Biggie turning him into the guy that never quite gets there. And so that, far, I only have him good. losing one match. Yeah, but he's not. <laughs> How is he the guy who never gets there? He lost one opportunity. And you know, and the and the next time we see Biggie, because remember, Survivor Series is November, right? I, I in got, this scenario, I would imagine you have, if you have Big E winning at all, it's at Mania. Well, actually, I have him winning the Rumble. That's where I'm headed. Oh. Aha. Uh-huh. Thorn in his side. Big E in the bloodline. He's taking him out one at a time. I even have the Usos being one of the last competitors in the Rumble for him to face. Well, right. That stack, would make sense. Well, stack the, the deck. Mania, he yeah, to... stack the deck. Right. right, Paul Heyman's fucking with Big E. He, we can't shake him. We can't. We got to get rid of this guy. He's a thorn in our side. Too big, too athletic. We can't let this guy hang around. Blah, blah, blah. Something happens. Bing, bang, boom. Big E wins the Royal Rumble. He's obviously challenging Roman. So now, after a month of him being the aggressor, now Big E goes on the defense. Now the bloodline's trying to fuck with him. We got tag matches. We got mixed tag. We got all kinds of weird shit. Put him on all kinds of stipulated matches. Anything that we could buy time with. Without him taking an actual fall, right? Besides from just beating the Usos to death, which is going to be their role moving forward with all this. The Usos just going to be punching bags. Listen, they get paid well to get punched. Yeah. So. Big E wins the Royal Rumble. Now he's a Money in the Bank winner, a Royal Rumble winner. He's knocking the bloodline around. He's on fire, and Roman still hasn't been touched. At this point, by the way, at WrestleMania, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, let me look it up real quick. Because this is part of my idea of why I would book it this way. Let me confirm 
on the time. Give me one second and pull it up here. Man, my computer runs like a fucking dream today. Here we go. Okay, so Roman is currently at 327 days as champion. By the time we get to Mania, he would almost be at 600 days. No, not, not 600 because that would be 300. He'd be around 500, actually. He was BC. August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. That's nine months from now. Nine and then 30. Yeah, he'd be at 500 plus. Imagine a Big E who won Money in the Bank, who won the Royal Rumble, damn near hasn't lost a match since the beginning of the year, getting in the ring with Roman Reigns, who hasn't been touched in 500 plus days as champion. That's all or nothing right there. <laughs> yeah. That is well, where does John Cena fall in the middle of this? Nowhere near any of this. Well, that's the issue. Because well, why he's would here. that be the issue? Because, because you can, he's here. Right. But you could do you could do something like for instance, I don't have Big E doing anything with Roman until at least late November. We're in July. Right. Let John and Ro and, and Roman fuck around. Yes. Shit, if you really want to do it, if you really want to do it big, throw Cena in that championship match at Survivor Series. Triple threat that bitch. Again, because then Roman wouldn't have to eat the pit. The well, hole in your story is that he's here, and if he stays long enough to Mania, Cena will be in that match. At Mania, yes. Even if you want to do that, that's fine. The point of the whole thing is that I don't Biggie, want a triple threat match for me. I don't that's want another fucking... triple threat match either. But I, that's but what I'm he's saying. He's here, the destroyer I, of all joy. I wouldn't here. I, I wouldn't actually mind that triple threat taking place at Survivor Series because then Roman, if anything, Roman could probably beat Cena and, eat, and he wouldn't have to eat a loss. Right. But it's, him being here, you have to understand something, though. Yes, he is here, but he's also not brand specific. He doesn't need to be against the SmackDown guys to be here or even be in a high-profile match situation. All right, let's not play this game. Cena gonna, could be competing He's going to wrestle WWE. the biggest ticket. And the biggest ticket is Roman. He right doesn't now. necessarily have to. He hasn't done that in a while. The last few manias, he hasn't done that. Why would he do it now as a part timer? As a part timer, <laughs> which is not even a real term for him. He hasn't been He's a part timer. Twenty-four hours a week. That was another thing I was arguing with somebody about the other day because they were calling Cena a part timer. I said he's really not because when he left, he left. He hasn't been here part time. He was gone. Part time means he comes around every once and again. He wasn't doing that. He disappeared. He left. He was gone for that long. A part timer, <laughs> never gone. Guys, when you reach forever. that level, if you when you reach that level, you could do the Undertaker and show up once a week. I, I swear to God, no one's gonna look at Taker that guy. was showing up once a year, bro. Once a year. That's what I meant to That's, say. Once a year. He was once a year. No one in that building is looking at him like a part timer. Yeah, that's not <laughs> happening. Everybody that's in that building is actually hoping to God they get a chance to work with this part timer. Right. That's why I'm thinking I, I actually see Cena and Drew McIntyre at a, at a crash course for WrestleMania. For what, though? For, it could be for the WWE Championship if they played their cards right. That's if Goldberg doesn't have his way. Man. <laughs> we got some names in the pool right now. Yeah, Goldberg and Lashley. We're talking shit about... Big E and Roman, there there are some possibilities out there where, like you said, if they wanted to really get experimental, yeah, they I'm got saying. they got ways they can do it right now. They've now, got we'll, players to play we'll, around with shit. 
will they? Because this, this is what I've been saying for quite some time now. This is the problem with Rome. This is the flaw in Roman's gimmick. He cannot take L's from anybody. <laughs> they, I've been he saying can't. this for he so long. Yes. All these big ticket names sound good. In theory, we could have some pretty good fuse. We could have the belt jump around a little bit, and it makes sense. I get it. But your biggest guy, the guy that will eventually hold the belt again until he retires, his gimmick does not allow him to take it out. And even in these scenarios where we came up with, okay, this would be the moment he loses the belt because it's a triple threat match. He doesn't need to be pinned to lose this belt. If there was a time for him to take a break and lose it, this would be the way to do it. And it doesn't even fucking come close to that. To the contrary, he pit last time that happened, he pinned both of them. Yeah, he stacked them. I smashed him. I stacked him. I pinned him, and I printed his shirt. Dude, both of them. He didn't pin one. He pinned both. He (laughs) had to get pinned by nobody, and he pinned both. So they're going all the fucking way with this. Unstoppable force. In theory, this sounds, and, and I believe, guys, I know. If, if there is a thing to put your finger on that pisses people off, what? this is the point. Where, yes, this sounds cool, but given his gimmick, he cannot lose. If he loses, it has to be for a huge reason. And then on top of that, he's not going to not have it for long. So this belt isn't going to jump around to all these people who are well worthy to have it. It's going to be one person. And when it does happen, it's not going to be for very long. So whoever does get it, it's going to be kind of like not a sad run, but it's going to be very short lived, which is why it's like, okay, again, I go right back to my question In a world where if you're going to do that, where it has to be short lived and it has to make sense seen as the guy he drops it to, not Big E, and that's what's sad about it. Because if they give, if they do Big E like they did Kofi Kingston, I'm gonna be fucking sad. I don't think it, I think it can be Big E under the right circumstances. I don't think it could be Big E right now. Obviously, it can, he it needs to cannot. be built in a serious way, and not for nothing. You just brought up a, a great point about him and Kofi Kingston. He's better than Kofi ever was. That's not the point. He's not better than Roman, and he's not better than John. Not right now, no. Not... God, you're going to make me... Not ever! These are... These are... These are... Dude, it's like the LeBrons and the Michael Jordans. You get one every few decades. You can try as hard as you want. I'm sorry, it's just... it. It's a caliber. It's just a certain caliber that you either. It's hard. It's it's weird to say this, but like you got it or you don't. You, I you think just, Biggie's got it. You don't, and I hope he does. I'm not. It sounds like I'm fucking hating on the guy. I'm just saying that. I know what you're. I know what you're really saying. Really hard. To yeah. Put I mean, the bar we're talking about is once in a generational talent. You move no him one, yeah. to Raw. You, you, you're, you're talking. A whole different story here. Yeah. He could hold the belt forever. That'd be a great feud between the two. But he's but on the brand with the heavy hitters. This is a different it has it has nothing to do with skill for the most part. I guess I hope that comes 
across he was properly. All, yeah. It's a popularity contest, yeah. and you're talking about two of the he best. He was already on a roster the- with Roman Rollins and Edge, and then you just threw in Cena. In history. <laughs> I'm not talking this generation. I'm talking history. Not a lot of people can touch these guys. And honestly, I, I'm a... I'm going to keep it a buck with you. You throw a rock in both of their generations. He's going to be great, but I don't know if he reaches their level. Because to be honest with you, Rock wasn't in that limelight and attitude era. That light was shared amongst a lot of great talent, don't get me wrong. No, but he but was always great considered talent here today as well. Rock and that always, light is not shared. Rock was always considered the pip into Austin Jordan. At best, you could probably but say the Rock was number But that's number my two. point. I know people are going to crucify me saying these words. I get it. But my point is, if you look at Roman and you look at John, now look at the <laughs> like, look at Hogan, look at the other eras. Now look at the Attitude Era that is glorified. Yes, I think it's glorified because there was more variety. There was more flavor. There was different things to chew on. You're, there was a chance that your favorite team was going to win the Super Bowl. Now, you know that every time your favorite wrestler goes for the belt, there's not a fucking chance in hell he's getting it. So it, it kills the buzz a little bit, and I get it. But there wasn't, correct me if I'm wrong, there wasn't a Cena or a Roman in that Attitude Era. Yeah, it's Steve. But even he shared the light. That's my point. Even he dropped the belt. Even he had to fight from under and come up. We're not. Wait, so I'm confused. Are you penalizing this generation for lack of talent? I'm, no, I said, the, I said the opposite. I said that, that the Attitude Era has a lot of talent. And they shared, like, there's a much more thing. Many different people who could have won the belt. The talent was was even, not even, but like you had your superstars and everything like that, but there were multiple people where it made sense that they had the belt. In the John Cena and Roman Reigns era, uh, probably not so much John Cena, and you can correct me with that if you want, but in the Roman era, there's a lot of talent. We're, we're having this discussion now between yeah. two of the giants. No, in Cena's e. era, it was Cena, and then there was like almost literally nobody else. Uh, right, Randy, but, Roman, yeah, but Roman has talent yeah. underneath him. And he's so far ahead. That still know. doesn't Who mean that Big E can't get there. I, I didn't say that he couldn't. I, I didn't say, I'm not saying that he can't. Saying I'm saying not. that if he does, no, no, I'm saying if he does, it's not lasting long. The, the, there's, there is a slim chance they drop the belt to him. And if they do it, they, you you guys are going to get Big E shoved down your throat for the next oh, now until but that's, Mania. Uh, that's what, how it's supposed to go. And, yeah. And that's, and that's okay. But rest too sure, he's not holding it that long. Maybe a few pay-per-views. Back to Roman. <laughs> he is not going half a year with that belt. No. There's okay, no need for to him. To me, what's the point? Put him with Bobby Lashley. You're going to get way more out of that. And I feel like that's a slight to Bobby, and it's not. It's just, dude, Roman's just too far ahead right now. I don't know. I don't know. I digress, dude. I can't. You've left me confused. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Everything you said, I'm fucking, I'm watching all of that. That sounds amazing. But then you add Cena, and it throws all of that awry. 
There's no way if Roman's here by himself, I can buy into that. I'm not buying it when Cena and Roman are both live active wrestlers on the roster. It's just not going to happen. We're basing all of this on the fact that Cena is telling the truth because every part-timer comes back and says, I'm back. And then they're not maximum. He'll be, he'll regardless of how much he does, he will be here for mania, but that doesn't mean he's here every week. No, it doesn't matter. He doesn't fucking need to. Well, I know he doesn't, he doesn't need to, to, but will he be? Cena what, could ooh. have showed up that day, never show his face again, show up two weeks before Mania saying, I'm going in this match and go in it, and the you have no fucking clue what that outcome's going to be. Mm. You know I'm right. <laughs> you know I'm fucking right. Give it to spot me. Right the fuck I'm on, right. dude. So that's all. I, I hope big. Everything that you laid out, I hope they do for Biggie because I'm on record way back when they finally split them saying, I really want Biggie to get this push. And then they start doing some weird, weird shit with the Intercontinental. And I thought that got that. I was afraid that might hurt him a little bit because it wasn't bad, but there were some weird moments in that. I way. actually thought they hurt him big by losing in his hometown at Mania. I, I thought it, I thought they were doing him a little dirty for some reason. I have no clue why, but he sounds like he's on the up right now. But uh, you can't make a dip like that and then just jump over Roman. If it was to build Apollo, I get it because that was what I thought. I was at Mania and I was like, well, if they're gonna, if he's gonna lose it his hometown, uh, with yeah, that kind I of entrance no to build him as a I don't heel. think Big E was enough to catapult him far enough for that to even make sense. No, I wasn't ready for that yet. No, not yet. Like, he shouldn't be dropping matches to build people right now. He should be fucking murdering people. <laughs> now, I know they needed to get the belt off of him because probably this is what they want to do with him. Can't do it with the belt. I mean, you could, but, I mean, there's no reason to. So, if that was their way of kind of, like, getting him out of that to, like, get him into where he is now, then that's fine. But, again, it could have been done better. It left me baffled. So, I mean, it is what it is. But Man, I'm willing to say, oh, if that means you're going to put him in the in the limelight and uh, get him some reps with some big guys here. So There you go. There you go. Speaking of killing people, my God, you didn't see Raw, so I'll fill you in. My God in heaven. So, the NXT champion, Karrion Cross, is an undefeated, unbesmirched beast of a man. You've seen Karrion Cross with his wife there and do the whole entrance and the fall and pray, all that stuff. <laughs> he is a monster on NXT. He's unblemished. This guy is undefeated. This guy is just a machine. So all of Raw, they kept telling us, making his Raw debut tonight, Karrion Cross. I was like, whoa. The NXT champion is going to make his Raw debut. I was like, all right, impressive. Let's see what's going to happen here. They give him somewhat of an entrance. No Scarlet, just him. Comes out. The crowd goes mild, right? But that's okay. New audience. Wait till they get a load of this guy, right? That's what I'm thinking in my head. So he gets into the ring. And I notice his opponent is Jeff Hardy. And I said, oh, this is great for Karrion, right? Because he's a former world's champion here. You know, it's, it's Jeff's 
a bumping machine. I mean, this guy gets over talent all the time. This is perfect for carrying cross. But I noticed something different. The music. Mm. Not the Hardy Boy theme. They brought back no more words. He okay. came out. When I heard that song, first of three things happened. My dick got hard. Okay. That was one. Right. Naturally. Yes. Naturally. B, I damn near slapped my son. He just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And when you do the Jeff Hardy dance, you need space. Okay. And third, I knew at that point, Karrion Cross was fucked. I said, oh, my God, did they bring the NXT champion to fucking Raw to get his ass beat by Jeff Hardy? And the answer was absolutely fucking yes. Hmm. He pinned Karrion Cross in one minute and 40 seconds. Pinned okay. him, Just flat out beat him. Now, he didn't beat him clean. He had his feet on the ropes. Babyface did a heel move. Now, we've seen this in the past. Sometimes undersized babyfaces will do what they have to do to beat superior, physically superior heels. You know, he had his feet on the ropes. He beat him, blah, blah, blah. He crawls out. He gets the big victory. They're playing the music. There's an interviewer who comes in the ring because, of course, when a man that size gets embarrassed, that's the first thing you want to do is ask him questions. They uh, <laughs> they uh, they get in the ring and start asking them, you know, uh, this is your big debut, and, you know, this isn't obviously how you saw this going, and blah, blah, blah. And Carrie and Gross, Jeff Hardy just made the biggest mistake of his life. He will find out. We'll all find out eventually. That when you face Karrion Cross, they will all fall and pray. Right? The whole whole catchphrase, Dilma Bob. So when that happened, I was like, that was dope, right? I get to hear no more words. The old song is back. All is well in the world of AJ City. And then he makes the mistake that he always makes. He heads to social media at some point. And, of course, the internet wrestling community has lost its ever-fucking-loving mind. What the fuck? Why would you bury your champion? Why? He's in the middle of a feud right now with Regal and Joe where they're attacking each other. And Jeff Hardy just beat this nigga out of nowhere. He just beats him flat. He's like, oh, my God. Why would you do this? Why would you? They... There were people talking online like they took his mother into the street and sodomized her. Like mm. they, they, they took his manhood with a plastic spork. Like they, like, they, like they just did the worst possible thing you can do to this fucking human being. Why? Yeah. Why? I'll tell you why, God damn it. Why? <laughs> I'm in suspense. Because it's an easy solution. Because the only thing that people keep holding on to is why would you do that to your champion? And my well, he's res- not a champion. He's what? He's not the champion. Exactly. Who's champion? Not his champion. That's not Vince's champion. What the fuck is the NXT title? I would be fucking stunned if Vince was even fucking aware he was the NXT champion. And this motherfucker came out with the belt. Which means he was in Gorilla with the belt. Vince is probably looking at him like, what the fuck is that shit he's holding in his hand? <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is that? What the fuck is he holding? Digga, they don't give a shit about NXT. Stop it. Stop. Right. Stop. Right. They don't care. 
Who I want to know who does is actually a better question. Who cares about NXT? Who is out here really repping NXT hard? There's a lot of people, that bro. That's a lot. Weird. A lot. Because they fall into the trap every single time. And, and the trap being that NXT is not something that Vince watches. It's not something he monitors. It's not something he gives a shit about. So Triple H got the brand over with the indie audience. So he gives them all of the indie favorites and all of the indie bullshit matches and some rehashed indie storylines, and they love it because they feel a part of the process. NXT fans feel like they're a part of the process, like they get to voice their opinion, like they're in on the whole thing. Triple H really makes them believe like they're a part of the family. We are NXT, and they buy that shit because it's real to them. And people keep telling me kayfabe is dead, and yet here we are with them drinking the Kool-Aid, and and they really believe this shit means something. I've been, yeah. I have a clip on YouTube when I started this podcast. What was it, 2017? My first roundtable where we had the conversation, NXT is not a brand. It does. I mean, it's a brand like McDonald's or Pepsi. Like, it's obviously a popular thing, but it's not a brand in the way that they see it. If it's not Raw or SmackDown, it didn't fucking happen. And I got into. Let me pull it up because I want to be specific. I got into it with one of the fans of this show, uh, who I'm not even going to speak negatively about because I understand where he's. He's a really smart guy. I won't give his name. He's a really smart dude, and this guy knows his shit for real. He really does. Uh, but he's, in my opinion, he's been misled. He's been misled. He's being bamboozled here. He, this is, this is there was somebody. This is how the conversation started. Let me give you the scenario of what happened. Right. So somebody had made a took a picture of the match, and they said NXT champion. An undefeated monster loses to former drug addict jobber from whatever the fuck, whatever. He was basically downplaying one of the greatest professional wrestlers to ever live. Uh, as far as tag team goes anyway. But that's a discussion for another fucking day. But uh, I, I, I commented on that. And I, I said, here, you, you spelled your headline wrong. And I fixed it with first ballot Hall of Famer Jeff Hardy defeats developmental champion on global television. <laughs> that was my that was my edit into right. that. So here goes the response because uh, uh, probably because uh, okay, so nobody wants to talk about how Jeff didn't win clean either. Just what a waste of cross. So the other guy here goes the guy. He goes probably because the match didn't serve a purpose. Jeff could have beaten anyone on the roster, but he beat Cross at a point where he's destroying everybody. Right off the bat, right there. He's not wrong. <laughs> he's just being misled because that last line where he's destroying everyone, who's he destroying? No one that Vince gives a shit about. If right. it didn't happen here, it didn't happen. People like to argue their points through their own POV. They're arguing points from their own mindset. They're not putting themselves in the position of the person making decisions. If they did that, it would be these decisions would start to make a little bit more sense. Because to the average mind, and I'll give it to him, it is illogical to take a person who's being pushed the way that he's being pushed and then sodomize him on television. I get where it could be upsetting. But again, right. 
they don't know how he's being pushed, A, and B, they don't give a shit how he's being pushed on NXT. Right. So I had a response, and I got to just give you the short version of it here. And I made some joke about the NXT is not a brand, it's a developmental, blah, 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 blah. And Something I said, you've said multiple times. I've been saying it since it fucking began. All right. And he says, but he is, though. And that's my point. They already booked him to beat the hell out of the NXT's top guys, which, again, stop right there. Means nothing. NXT's top guys. That's like saying, well, this picture just came from AAA and he swung out their best hitters. You know, the guys who are probably batting 800 because they get like six pitches a week. No. Beating NXT top guys means nothing. So he says he's been beating the hell out of NXT top guys. Why would you have him lose a pointless match on Monday Night Raw to a guy he isn't feuding with and has no connection at all uh, with and then go back to NXT the next day to talk big shit? They aren't just introducing a new guy. He's still NXT's champion. Means nothing. His whole argument is being stemmed from something that has no value to the fucking conversation. So I had my response, and then he comes back again. I'm not. This is a long one. I'm not one of those delusional fans. <clears throat> sure. You're defending that, NXT. That but thought, anyway, go, go ahead. Yes, you're defending NXT. So you're a delusional fan. That thought... NXT somehow became a third brand when they got on TV. I'm also not blind, nor do I suffer from short-term memory loss. WWE made an effort toward making it a third brand, and they failed. He's right. He's right, but he'll, I'll continue. We can't just go back and pretend that we didn't see all that stuff now. Pause. Yes, you can. I do it every day. Because that's what they are fucking expecting you to do. That's why you're not, this is why it's confusing to you people. You're not thinking about it from the point of view of the psychopath who's making these decisions. That is exactly what he's expecting you to do. He's God. He now has smited NXT and you are to no longer even acknowledge it. And I'll continue here. WWE made an effort. Yeah, it failed. If it was isolated and contained within NXT and didn't spill over to other brands, then maybe you could pull the It's Not Canon card. But you can't have Cross appear on Raw Monday, appear on the same network, same time on Tuesday, and have his excursion to Raw mentioned, then act like nothing that happens on NXT is canon to what happens on Raw. That's not how canonicity works. You can't turn it on and off. Either all these brands exist in the same universe or they don't. Again, he's not wrong. That is how canonicity works. Unfortunately, it's not his version of candidacy. That's why you're lost. Because you're thinking about this through the eyes of a logical, rational human being. That's not what we're dealing with here. He is doing... First of all, the only reason it was acknowledged on, on NXT that he was on Raw is because NXT acknowledges those things. Right. You're not going to see any of the NXT footage of him feuding with Joe on Raw. Because according to Raw, he's now in a feud with Jeff Hardy. Not with Samoa Joe. They don't give a fuck about what he's doing on fucking NXT. Because he ain't going to be doing it much longer anyway. They're going to wrap up the storyline that he's in. They're going to move him over to Raw. And he's just going to get his ass beat over there. That's why I, I sometimes I have to have these conversations with people. Because I have to clarify this. Also, and this is, again, he's not wrong. 
Also, let's be honest about what is going on with NXT. It's not developmental. Pause. It is. I'll explain it in a second. It's just for people WWE signed that they don't have a place on the main roster for yet. They aren't developing a damn thing. False. The amount of talent they took within a short time of them even learning to wrestle, the amount of times they've completely misunderstood some of those people's characters, the fact that they have called people up and have taken them off TV because they don't know how to work a regular match on Raw and SmackDown tells me there isn't even a connection between what these people are being taught and what they will need to know to be successful on the main roster. Again, he's not wrong. I'm not sure why we are giving Vince a pass for neglecting an entire brand that's supposed to be helping to make his stars. Having Cross job to Jeff and having Charlotte dismiss her two NXT title reigns was deliberate. Yes, it was. It was a burial of the brand. It's not that Vince doesn't care about NXT. He's competing with it. False. I'll start at the top. They are developing talent. They're just not developing well. That's all that it is. He's taking people off the indies that either have very little experience and he's giving them more ring time or people who have been doing this for a while, he's giving them an opportunity to change gears and do more of what they do. And that's what development is. You take someone's talent as is and you give them new skills and avenues in which to perfect their their craft. The problem is, is the days of a Cesaro or a Nakamura or an Owens or a Zayn walking through the door is low. You signed everybody who means a fucking thing. Everybody else is indie garbage. For the most part, it really is. You're trying to take something rough from the independents and turn it into something you can use on television. That's why it doesn't feel like they're developing right. Because they don't have the talent to be developed right. A lot of the reasons that people got called up to the main roster and it didn't work out is because Vince doesn't pay attention to the fucking brand. You can't compete against something and not know what it is. That doesn't make any sense. He's not competing against NXT. He doesn't fucking acknowledge it. He ignores it. How the fuck are you competing with something if you don't even acknowledge it exists? He doesn't give a shit what's happening on NXT. So what happens is is that the people around him, the Bruce Pritchards, the Michael Hayes, the Triple H's, whoever it is that's in his ear will go, hey, if you're looking for fresh faces, we got this talent over in NXT that's making some waves. Why don't you put him on TV? Sure, I trust you. Bring him up. And then he sees him for the first time and he goes, ugh, what's this? And he gets rid of him because he never took the time beforehand to be like, yeah, that's why Vince, Stephanie, and Bruce, and one other person, I can't remember who it was, went to the Performance Center a few weeks ago and handpicked the people he wanted to bring up because he got sick of people sending him fucking people he didn't like. So he went down there and goes, okay, fine, show me what you got, and then I'll pick the guys that I want to pick. And he just started picking random fucking names. Now we've got Tegan Knox and Shotzi on as a team for some oddball reason. We got Karrion Cross on Raw. There's going to be some more faces from NXT coming up. Tony Storm's coming on SmackDown. No rhyme, no reason. He just picked. He just, didn't matter what program they were in. Didn't matter what storyline, who they were feuding with. None of that shit mattered. He just went, okay, she's on SmackDown now. So whatever it is they're doing on NXT, whatever it was, it's over now because they moved the talent to a different fucking brand. They got called up to a place where it fucking matters. Because in NXT, it doesn't fucking matter. It hasn't for a very long time, man. No. And it never will. Because that's not why it was fucking built. 
And I reiterate the question. I, I don't understand how somebody could be a fan of NXT. It may be a fantasy. And like you said, it may be like you feel like you were there from the beginning. You have some attachment to it. That's fine. Like, whatever people like, people like at the end of the day. It's I don't like really people who follow But my sports. point is, if you're talking about talent, if you're talking about title runs, if you're talking about people deserve to go to the top, the it, it's just... Uh, it's not even a question, man. I tried to watch it. I really did. But it's just that the talent wasn't there. You got a few people who can get it done. But, I mean, to what level? You know what I mean? Like, if you deserve to be at the high end of, of Raw or WWE or uh, Raw or SmackDown, you would stand out like a sore thumb in NXT. And maybe to some people, you know, other others have stood out like a sore thumb. I don't know. But... I don't know, man. I just it's it's so bad that it doesn't make sense to me how you want this shit off TV. Stop buying the tickets, and I promise you, they would not make any crazy push to keep it alive. They'll just get rid of it because it's probably what they're trying to do anyway. But they're making money off of it, so yeah. it's just like fuck. People are paying for this, whatever. They're not putting nearly as much effort. No production. It's it's literally make printing money. I would imagine it's printing money. To me, that's the only reason why it's still alive. NXT is the most expensive. NXT is the most expensive and has the highest budget independent promotion on the planet. They are run like an indie company. They're just doing it under the umbrella of Vince McMahon. That's it. He's not paying right. any attention Where to it. He, to him, that's an investment. If you're putting out yeah. twenty grand but making twenty five, he's giving Triple H a plaything. That's it. That's how he sees it. That's it. Oh, we're going to build stars for you. You haven't built a whole lot of stars for me. Uh, half of the guys you sent up, I sent back. Right. So it's or released. So it's like. I don't know. It's not to say that some of these people aren't or that there isn't talent, but it's like. They have a lot level? of talent, but you got people but to have. what level? To, apparently not to his level because Vince sees the WWE like a movie. That's how he's always described it. To him, a show, a, a pay-per-view or whatever, like Money in the Bank, or not, it's, a, it's a movie. And everybody in the movie has a part to play. And in, 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 in wrestling, a wrestler always goes with his strengths. But your strengths may not be what he needs for that particular movie. Everyone here has a particular role, and I will plug in the players where I need to plug in. If I can't plug you anywhere, or if I can only play play uh, plug you into certain spots, that's of no use to me. Okay, here's I another t- question. That's why I think AJ. I think that's why AJ grew on him. Because I could plug uh, AJ here. I could plug AJ here. I could, it doesn't let's matter. have let's ask another question, right? Because he's defending, or they're disgusted with uh, what they did to his run. How far was he? What was he going to go? Carrying cross. Yes. Not that fucking far. Okay, then what the fuck is the problem if because, he loses to one of the greatest wrestlers I promise to do you, it? I promise you, it has, this argument has nothing to do with Karrion Cross. It has everything to do with these people who are insistent that in their heads, they're bookers, they're promoters, and all they see is a bad booking decision. If, if it would have been anybody else who was put in that position, who was being booked as a monster and undefeated and blah, 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 
Flip it around. If it would have been Joe, right, because Karrion's feuding with Joe. If it would have been Joe, eliminate Cross from the fucking equation entirely. If Joe was this unstoppable force, beating the shit out of people left and right, undefeated, hadn't been touched, and he went on Raw and he lost Jeff Hardy in a minute and 40, they'd still be screaming because it's the booking. It's not the person. They don't get... In all reality, none of these people who are complaining give two shits. Well, that's a bad example. You're talking about Samoa Joe? Yeah. That's a bad example. It, was, it would because Samoa Joe was like. Okay, fine. The Great Kali. If the fucking Great Kali was being booked as an unstoppable monster in NXT and he was beating the shit out of everybody with that karate chop and that yell that he does all the fucking time and then got beat by Jeff Hardy in a minute 40, they'd be fucking crying about it. What the fuck? He's a sinful monster. He's a he's an unstoppable beast. Why would you do that? It's a burial. It's booking. It's got nothing to do with the talent. The people who genuinely love the wrestlers, you can tell the difference. You can tell the difference. But most of the people who do this online complaining bullshit are people who can't do it physically, have never done it mentally, who think they know better. Monday morning quarterbacks who just sit there and go, what a bad booking decision. They'll be over it in a week. It won't even be a thing. People are already saying they're people. You know the, the term hedging your bet when you can't like focus when you want to bet on something, but you it could go either way. So you just kind of well, uh, I think it's gonna be this if this happens, but if this happens, they end up just picking both. Okay, but do you think it's good booking? That depends on where it's headed. If they beat Karrion Cross in a minute and forty seconds, only to. That's it, and then there's going to have him have the shit kicked out of him for the next few weeks by random-ass people, then no, it wasn't good booking. But, yeah, but that's a variable that you can't account for. So No, it's not. The, the pitch that, that I made. Telling, but the story that it's telling right now, with yes. nothing, without knowing anything else, is this what you would have done? It, it depends on where it's headed. Uh, you don't, Again, you, you don't, don't know that. Then I can't, so you have I can't to go give you an answer without the information that you have right no, 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 no. now. No, you have can't a guy do that. that you've been pushing on NXT, regardless of how relevant it is. Yeah. Right. You're you're presenting him as a dominating force, only to make him lose. It doesn't fucking matter who he lost to. Right. Only to make him lose a minute and change really quickly, without knowing anything else. You can only work with what you know about the situation. Is this good booking? No, I can't. I can't answer the question. And that because good booking yeah. can only be determined whenever you book anything, you work in reverse. This is where I have to. This is where I'm trying to get to. So now I work backwards to see how I'm going to start it. That's what are I'm you saying. Ex- okay, here I'm going to help you answer the question. Are you excited about what you just watched? Yes. You are. Yes, because if, like I said, if if you if you allow me to book it cor- the way that I want to book it. I know I can figure where it's headed. Again, you can't use that as a variable. But that's the only way to book. You can't just say but do this and hope and see where we get. Booking. That's the that's the thing you're not like t- putting in consideration. Right. You're not the one booking. I know that. So you can't use that. All you can use is based off of what you're watching. You're watching right. a guy dominate regardless of where he is, and he lost instantly. Can it yep. turn out well? Yes. Sure, but it can also turn out bad. Yes. So is this getting you excited without thinking about the of the options of booking? Just a casual I lo- look I at cannot, what's happening. I cannot Are you excited? do that. No, I cannot do that. It is physically impossible for me to do that. I have to at least project where it's headed. That makes no sense. 
And that's where the dis. But listen, that's where the disconnect comes from between you and the person talking. Yes, I know that. I okay, but I can, and I'm telling you, this sounds stupid. I don't give a fuck what you're about to do with him, or the possibilities, whatever the case may be. It's fucking stupid. Uh-huh. Don't show me somebody who looks really good and now you're 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 killing him off. Because honestly, later on in the feud, I'm not even gonna fucking think about it. So this doesn't do anything crazy aside from okay, well, clearly you don't give a fuck about this guy. Sure, if you have the mindset of a booker or someone who understands booking, oh, you could do a lot with this. Yeah. But from my eyes, and yes, unfortunately, people from my eyes who are on it unexperienced are the ones that are most vocal. Sure. Yeah. But my point is, is that you can't be mad at them for only going off of what the fuck they're watching. You showed me this shit. Not me. I didn't yeah. fucking book this. You showed me a guy kicking everybody's ass regardless of if it's on an irrelevant brand for me to fall in love with him to come over here and get fucked over in two minutes. That's bad booking. But see, this is why I get upset. You don't know if it's bad booking. Yes, I do. No, you're no. That's you. No, okay, but you, no, no, no. But you no, can't no, but possibly you can't know punish that. me. Yes, but you can't punish me for not knowing. It's not my job to fucking. Know. No, but that. That's what not I, my I, problem. The only thing that I punish people. I don't punish people for not knowing. What I punish people for is jumping over it before it even fucking begins. It just. But happened. that's the whole point of it. You can't tell me how to have fun. Like, no, that's you, can't tell, you can't the tell re- me how to have fun. Yeah, but, the, but that's what they want. The reaction from oh, it yeah, I is know. what they want. I know. That's what I'm saying. You can't fucking... No, fuck... Yeah. Yo, whoever that was, fuck this guy. You keep giving him shit. You keep sending AJ but these are all the your same, predictions. But these are the fuck same AJ. people. This is why I laugh. This is why I laugh. The same people who are going to tell me right now at the very start with no information other than the fact that Jeff put his feet on the rope and beat Karrion Cross. The booking right. is bad. Six right. months from now, if they do this correctly and this shit is awesome, they're gonna be like, "Yo, this feud's the best." The same people. Okay, but the same okay, people. But people don't live like that. I see this. That's that's stupid. See, Why not? How do you not this, live and, like that? And, and I've said this multiple times. I'm on the fucking record saying this very early on the podcast. You are tainted when it comes to watching this shit. You cannot look at like. You have a more open mind because you understand that, but you cannot fault the people who don't have your brain, but love it just as I can love it just as much as you do. I fucking I could love it more than you can. That doesn't mean I know more than you do. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you looking at something, you go, oh, okay, I get it. Like this could be good, this could be bad. Let's see where it unfolds. But me may not be having the brain that you have. Like you said, I've never done it. You say that all the time. I've never done it, but I could have been watching wrestling longer than you do. I don't fucking know. I just don't know the in and outs. Maybe kayfabe is working on me, and but it's just like so subtle. You don't even fucking notice it, but I'm really big into social media. So now I'm fucking talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm uneducated, but on their standpoint, they cannot show that and not expect these reactions. That's, that's my only point to this. I know it's annoying for you because you understand shit and you're just like, dude, guys, settle down and see where this goes. But they're like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm invested in today, not fucking tomorrow. I just watch this guy all the time, whoop everybody's ass. <laughs> I'm invested like, right fuck. now. Yeah, you wait me, you tell me I gotta fucking wait until what? He eventually wins the intercontinental title? Get the fuck out of here. I wanna see him kill people. 
Then go watch Wednesday. Because he ain't killing no, niggas. Fuck that. Like, I want to watch Wednesday. Wednesday's trash. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's what, And that's what Vince says. No, your show is bullshit. Watch this. Yeah, that shit's doo-doo. You bring him up here. You see him. He's like, all right, I'll put him on my show. I'm going to fucking kill him so, in What's he doing on but... your show? Running through everybody? Ha-ha, that over here. That's Say I won't have his ass beat in the first Nah, fuck that. Yo, all of you, all all of you who send him messages, yo, just keep sending him shit. Keep telling them off the side of the earth. I thought, you know what? Not for nothing. I thought that was the point of this podcast, so that niggas could get educated and have nah, an open fuck mind. Fuck your education. <laughs> Take your education and shove it up your ass. I want this guy to whoop everybody's ass. <laughs> I want him to win. I want him to fucking beat Roman Reigns at Mania Out with the a gun. headlock. Out the gun with, with a, a headlock. headlock. A headlock. With a fucking front face I chancery. With a fucking front face chancery. <laughs> I want him to win with a bulldog. A I'm still trying to wait for somebody to win with a dropped toehold. Ooh. I need I need that to happen. We did it once in backyard wrestling. It was hilarious. I was like, now oh, what they need to this. do is do a drop toe hold, and the guy just gets knocked out completely, oh and they just stop, they technical knockout stop the match. God damn it! And the paramedics you. come out and every, the whole nine. <laughs> they put him on a gurney. Everything they follow to the ambulance. They they do the scene in the back where the ambulance drives off, and everybody's fucking concerned. Oh my god! The commentators are quiet. <laughs> yeah, everyone's quiet. Next oh next day God. on Raw, they talk you about fucking it. Fucking people out there. In your he passed away. Oh, dude, we could do all kinds of fucking. Dude, don't let me start writing some of this shit. <laughs> Why not? Everybody else tries to write it. Go ahead, give it a shot. Just, <laughs> this shit is so easy for people. Fuck you. I know more than you do. <laughs> is it the same people? Remember back in the day, like uh, when they used to sit in the coffee houses after a football game? It's like, ah. Oh. That coach is a fucking idiot. You let me coach this team. I bring a Super Bowl to this city. Fuck all that Easy. Shit. No problem. Easy. No problems at all. I, 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 I won't even have practice. There's yeah. no need for it. You know how many times, like, uh, even before the podcast, because uh, what the biggest inspiration for the podcast is how much of ESPN radio I was listening to. And I just, there's nothing greater than hearing these professionals take phone calls from fans. When they're uh, uh, on the on, on live on the air, and these I people hate it. and these people are I like, hate it. I'll turn know, that shit off. You know, Girardi had watch his face on second and third here. You know, me personally, I think we should have bunted in that situation. I don't know what they were fucking thinking. I'm like, are you serious? They say it, bro. These people say it with such fucking confidence. You know how many times. Because they know it works. Yeah, because they've got it all mapped out. Years of 100%. professional experience. You know how many shows I've left where, like, I've been doing this for, like, 10 years, like, as a commentator or a ring announcer or whatever. See, again, let me let me educate you here. See, the coach is too close to the action. Ah, that's what it but is. Because, right, see, stay with me. Because I'm so far back, I got an outside perspective. Okay. So not I know no the defense better than you do. I can see. Because all you can see is the O line. I can see the entire field. Word. Fox TV so, has that HD cam that so comes up. Technically, I have more experience than you do oh because I can see more of the field longer than you have seen the field. So I would do a better job. <laughs> so, uh, vis-a-vis, I would be better it, at your job. It's so fact, though. It's so I'm fa- the better. <laughs> it's so fact, though. <laughs> uh, I'm the better coach. Yeah, you're you're shitty at what you do is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, absolutely. You're trash. I'm good. Uh, you know how many times I've had people like, I'll, 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 I, got, I would get hired to do a job 
I'm doing commentary for three hours on fucking Fight TV on, on the streaming network. I'm live calling professional matches. And there are literally people hitting me up. You know, uh, if you could use a little bit more energy here, or maybe you could use this term better here. I'm like, okay, buddy. All right. I'm not saying anybody's <laughs> wrong. I'm just like, try it. That's all I'm saying. Right. You got it all figured out. Do it. Do this. You know, give it a shot. Sometimes, hey, listen, sometimes people are better coaches than they are players. Hey, like I said, I'm not saying that anybody that's ever criticized me was ever wrong, but it's the confidence that always fucks me up. They talk to me like they've been doing this shit for years. Just walk up to you like, hey, man, you're great. But if you were just to change this. Yeah, (laughs) if you could really turn this around, man, you could make some real money, man. I'm like, You might really go to the big leagues here if you just do this. Don't worry. Don't worry, big fella. That one's on me. It's free. You know, so if you make it, you don't owe me anything. So don't worry about it. But just in case, here's my cash app. It's my cash. Take this real quick. I also accept Venmo. uh, Yeah, I accept Bitcoin. Bitcoin. There you go. I'm big on the currency. Go ahead. Send that shit my way. Uh, We're going to get ready to get out of here. But before we go, one last thing really quickly, or as quickly as we can get through this. I'm sure you've heard the rumor mill. There isn't much we can talk about. So we're not going to spend too much time on this. We are going to get out of here. But I have to bring it up. Ugh. This has to be discussed. I mean, do you? Yeah, know? I, I kind of do because I want to be mean, able. I want to be right. able to circle back on this. I guess. But uh, you know, for for historical sake, I have to at least say that I brought it up. Nothing official. Let's start with that. Nothing official. But where there's smoke, there is fire, and these dirt sheets are all over it like a fly on shit. That uh, Daniel Bryan, or as I affectionately knew him for so many years, Bryan Danielson, seems to be headed to AEW. Now, again, rumor. Right? This is all conjecture. WWE tried to get some negotiations down with New Japan. It didn't work itself out. That was apparently a big thing for Daniel, uh, and it did not work out. He was officially free of his contract, and word <laughs> on the street is he's taking his uh, he's taking his talents to all elite. Now, as a part of this run, a uh, new challenger has appeared on the field of play as well, not just Daniel Bryan. But CM Punk's name as well is being thrown as to not too far behind Daniel here. And we're hearing words like done deal here. Now, if I'm Daniel Bryan, and if I'm CM Punk, I'm, I'm going to tell you all this right here and right now. I am taking AEW for every fucking dollar they have. I want complete creative control. I want a yay and nay everything that evolves around me. I would basically be running this company. <laughs> and if I'm Daniel and Punk, I'm probably pissed off the other guy is this close to signing as well. But I digress. The two of them are great friends. They'll probably make it work. Correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm Daniel Bryan, there's no way in hell Kenny Omega has any control of what the fuck's going on here. Absolutely. Or even more importantly, those young bucks. 
Because I think Punk and Daniel specifically, have, yeah, specifically the Young Bucks. Let's I know get you that because to me, and I could be way off base here, they're the power hungry ones. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about power hungry, but they're definitely the ones living their best fucking life right now. Hey man, get get! <laughs> I'll never stop somebody from getting the bag. I'm just saying. Yes, I'm saying. It, yeah. it, you might want to hide it just yeah. like <laughs> yes. a little bit. Yeah, get like, yours, man. Do what you gotta do. But just Yo, be the young bucks. The young bucks finesse the whole industry though. Not for nothing. Oh <laughs> they, they finessed everybody. <laughs> these Good dudes, for them, man. These Seriously, dudes no are, the ult- on my end, these dudes are literally two of the best businessmen I've ever seen in my entire life. They have finessed everyone into being in the spot that they got. and But they're EVPs, right? And so is Kenny and so is Cody. Punk and Daniel have a great relationship with Cody. I don't think that they're worried about that aspect at all. But Kenny and the Bucks absolutely are it's not going to be around. Man. To be honest with you, I'm going to be completely honest here. And I don't know what I just, the main reason why I have trouble watching AEW is because of Cody. Interesting. Why? Because I'm every time somebody debuts, every time there's a belt involved, <laughs> every he has to be somewhere around it. He's the top. I star, don't. Dog. I don't like that he comes out from the center of the interest and not the side like everybody else. I don't like it. Well, I, I do not him. like that. I do not like that. Sam, it's am. fucking. It's obnoxious. Like, don't put my face in the fact that you're finally on top. Like, I get it. Cool. Again, I'm never gonna stop. I'm never gonna hate on anybody from fulfilling their dream and like being on top and having that. But it's just, it's, it's just AEW for me just screams that the people who are on top are finally happy to have control, and they're fucking showing it. And it just, it makes everyone else have no light at all. And it's just, it's just awkward and uncomfortable to watch. Oof. I don't know if they have changed. I've been watching a little while because I just, it's just so hard to watch. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they've changed a lot of things and they're getting better. Does this change anything? Well, that's the question I was going no. to ask. Does this change anything? I here? think it just makes it awkward, like even more awkward. Oh, my God. Who is CM Punk going up against? Who is yeah, Daniel yeah. Bryan? Go- Each other? What? Sure. I guess you this want is one, one of the match. reasons. This is one of the reasons why I think Daniel Bryan and CM Punk work so well with WWE. Punk, Punk's a little smarter, but Daniel was so giving. He's so giving because I mean he he did an interview a, lo- a long while ago before this whole thing even became a thing when they were like somebody had asked him you know if he had saw the AEW product and he's like yeah you know there's a couple of guys on there I really like and he started naming guys like Jungle Boy and Scorpio Sky and Fire. I'm like yeah they're great talents. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm like, you're Daniel Bryan. Like, <laughs> I was like, dude. I don't think he's aware of what his position is. Like, and that and that right there is a comment to the product, right? He started thinking about AEW and went straight in the fucking... Um, How can I build guys? Like, right now. No, no, no. Not that. That's, I lost the word literally in my head. Uh, indie. He went straight into indie mode. Yeah, I guess so. Like, That's oh, I, I would have a great match with this guy. I like yeah. what he does. Bruh, you're Daniel Put your Bryan. Daniel Bryan. Like, like, what the fuck? The only person Punk and Daniel Bryan can fight is Punk and Daniel Bryan. 
Bruh, I, I mean, you're the you're one of the very we just went on a rant about John Cena and Roman Reigns. You're one of the few that could very well you take the belt that. from yeah. that. Yeah, you're not wrestling Jungle Boy. Like, like, what, what are you talking are you about? Like, like I'm mad right now. Up. Like Christian Cage is wrestling with Jungle Boy right now. I'm like, and Jungle Boy is crazy. I hate. Yeah, I hate he's that, good. That yeah, no, he's great. Like, hey, I fucking love Jungle Boy. He's yeah, great. he's dope. But. Where, look where he's Daniel at. Right. Daniel O'Brien. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. But like I said, that's a comment to AEW. He went straight into indie mode. Like, well, we'd have a great match. I just, no. What, what story are you telling here? <laughs> With Jungle Boy, of all people. Yeah, you're not going in there as a different gimmick, and you're not selling me that you're a new wrestler. It's just not going to happen. You're you're stuck with your fame. You can't just do things like that. That just doesn't make sense, which then I go back to, do I want to see an Omega and Daniel Bryan? Some might. I don't. Oh, God. I definitely don't want to see him wrestle Cody Rhodes. I definitely don't want to see him wrestle anybody else at the top there. Oh, that's not true. Um, Him and Britt Baker would be pretty good. Get the fuck out of here. Punk and and Britt Baker a promo school would be fucking great. Nah, Uh, dude. She'd go toe-to-toe. She'd beat his ass, dude. (laughs) Uh, what should we call it? Uh, uh, we're more than likely to see Punk Cody. No, I don't well, think we would ever. No, just see... I, I'm I'm f- so fucking mad that you even said the words. We know that. Yeah, every new person with any him. type of fame is gonna wrestle him first. I don't think we Daniel would. Ha- I don't think Daniel would get Cody right away. I I I think Punk would probably start off with that just to have somewhere to start. And then move on to whatever he's going to Oh, yeah, because to, Punk needs Cody Rhodes to start. He needs to fucking warm up, bro. He needs a layup here. You got to give the man some time. He's been gone for, That's fuck. what See, is it, seven okay. years? See, you... <laughs> Okay, wait a second. Way, wait a second. That was no, he. No, no, that no, was no, you. No, fucking no, no, killed no, no, no. Cody. That's not you a shot at Cody. You shot that. No, it's no, not. you shot him up. Expl- I'll him. explain. Since apparently it needs clarification, <laughs> a layup in the sense of working with a worker who's competent and isn't going to make you overwork yourself. Damn, you called him a if worker. He, and if his you, own if, company. if Punk was to go into AEW and immediately, I don't know. I'll throw a name out. Right, he goes against Darby Allen. Like, I just randomly, right? Darby's not on that level. He doesn't have the experience to get in there with a guy like Punk. Punk's going to have to carry that. It's too early for Punk to be carrying shit. I mean, let's not go too far. If you Punk had, hasn't been in there for a while. He hasn't been in there in seven years. Right. That's kind and of a while. And if Punk, it's not like he's been secretly practicing on his no, time off. No, he hasn't. He's going to roll out of bed one day and That's go what I'm there. saying. He needs to be in there with guys, like, for instance, right? When Christian Cage, Christian Cage, as a matter of fact, he was retired for seven years. So same number, right? Christian Cage came to AEW after seven years of not wrestling. I think he had the one match at the Rumble, and that wasn't even a long thing. He was in the Rumble. He hadn't really had any reps. The first thing they did was they put him in there with Frankie Kazarian, which is an old buddy of his from TNA, veteran. They've wrestled a thousand times. They know each other well. That was, that was the layup. Kazaria doesn't suck. That's the layup. You're getting in there with a guy you don't have to work that hard with. You can have a competitive matchup, nice, smooth, easy, babyface heel bullshit, and just get through get to get the rust off. They right. had they had Christian, what was it? Kazarian. I uh, can't remember the exact list. They just had Christian and Matt Hardy. You know, so like they're putting him in more familiar territory. The last few weeks he's been having these matches and now he's really kicking up a program. 
Oh, wow. Well, I forgot Christian was there. That was the last time I watched when yeah, he came out. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. You're over here trying to get me fucking blackballed from AEW. This nigga doesn't, <laughs> this nigga doesn't suck. He I'll just, do it, goddammit. He, he just needs to be in there with somebody that can at least carry their own fucking weight. Give him a minute before you hand him the broom. <laughs> you know, Punk, that was Punk's one of those guys. He's a broom guy. You know, yeah, he but here's the, dude, but the, here's, here's the thing. And again, like I said, I'm on record saying this. My issue with AEW isn't the fucking talent. Nope. The problem with AEW is they have no fucking direction. And that's why I think these if these guys really are signing no, on. No, they're not changing that. This is a fucking clown fiesta. Everyone is just going <laughs> to wrestle people that they want to wrestle. You're going to have the same people on every fucking card. And it is what it is. There's Everyone's in a team. And there's no fucking storylines going on. And if there, are, if there are now, there weren't really ones before. And if you say that they are, then... Enjoy what you enjoy is all I can say. To I that. would doubt very seriously Punk is not, not going to run programs with people. That's all that he does. And he I only assume that that's the thing. Let's see how creative he can get. I mean, I mean if he's that good, he's going to have to figure this out because I don't see too many guys. And you can battle off some to... of the new people that you just said, like Christian. Yeah, Harvey, well, I mean, those are the veteran We've guys. But I'm ta- that that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't want him to do that either. I would want him to work with more. Okay, of the then who's guys. the AEW first guy off the top? Push, okay, okay, okay. First guy on the top of my list. If I'm talking about putting him against Punk, for instance, as an example, I want Ethan Page. I'll take Ethan Page against Punk. There's a guy with some size that can work. Punk. Uh, has, to my knowledge, has never wrestled him, but that's a guy who would be able to hold his own on a promo. They could do an actual program together. He looks like he can do it on his own, uh, Page, Ethan Page, but mm-hmm. following a guy like Punk, learning from a guy like Punk, he's going to get even better. As far as Daniel Bryan, I would take Ethan Page's partner. I would love to see Scorpio Sky and Daniel Bryan do some shit. There's, a, there's, there's some talent here with some guys that I would love to see them get in the ring with and do some shit. I, I don't want them to do the, here's my pro, here's my main problem. Oh, see that's another thing. Ethan Page had just came in when I stopped watching yeah, too. Yeah. He's and he's good. Here's the thing. I I there are guys that I have in my head where I'm like, man, if they put those guys together that'd be really cool. The problem is is I wouldn't want any of those newer guys to do any of the bullshit they've been doing. If you're going to get in the ring with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, shut the fuck up. And do what the fuck they tell you so you can get over and make some fucking money. Whatever it is. That's my biggest gripe with AEW. These dudes that just come in and they're like, well, I got signed because I do this really good, so that's what I'm going to do. No. It's time to change the game up. And if these two guys, that's my concern when we talk about coaching and stuff. They've got guys in the back. Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson, uh, Jerry Lynn. They've got veterans in the back who know how the fuck this shit is supposed to look. But either they're being ignored or they're just flat, flat out being disrespected because they're not doing any of the shit that I'm sure these guys would tell them. Right. But they're also of the older generation. A lot Darby Allen didn't grow up watching Arn Anderson. It didn't happen that way. Right? And Jerry Lynn never really made it on the big stage. So there's a lot of guys who probably didn't see that either. Everyone in that locker room was well aware of who the fuck Brian Danielson and CM Punk is. Right. Now, you see the attitude CM Punk has when he speaks to Stone Cold Steve Austin, when he speaks to The Rock, when he speaks to The Undertaker, how he carries himself. He walks into a locker room where he's got to gear up to get ready for a match, and he sees fucking Luchasaurus fucking standing there. You don't think he's going to give that motherfucker two cents? 
on what the fuck he's doing. This motherfucker can't help himself. He sees goofy shit. He has to address said goofy shit. Right. That's why I think if these guys did sign anything, at best, a year. At best. Because I think these guys are going to go fucking insane when they get in there and they see how this business is run. Look at them like, oh, Jesus. Huh? They're going to clean them out? They got to get their money and they're going to do whatever. Now, I could be wrong and they can get in there and like what's going on and they're like, okay, we're going to, we could do something here. I have a feeling they're going to be outnumbered here. There's going to be so many people doing their own shit. They're just going to be like, you know what? (laughs) I'm good. I was fine being at home. I don't need to do this shit. Because that's another element here. No house shows for AEW. They work like maybe one or two shows a week. So it's not like they're doing a whole lot of traveling. They can do their taping. They can do their live event. They can go fucking home. And they don't have to worry about shit. Now that AEW is back on the road, fuck it. And some of AEW's biggest shows, like for instance, the next pay-per-view that they have coming up, All Out, is in Chicago. Every year, All Out is in Chicago, which is right up the fucking street from where Punk lives. Guess where he's debuting if he actually fucking signed a deal. So it all really does work out for them. I'm happy for them. It'd be cool to, you know, to see them do some shit. But like you said, with who, how, where, when, there's so many variables to this. I guess that's part of the fun, man. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's part of the fun. We'll see because somebody will react without without knowing how the booking's gonna go, and it's gonna the go. Oh, this is booking. dumb. This is dumb booking because of X Y Z. I'm the customer. It's not my fucking problem. Put some good product in front of me. I don't want to intake. I don't want. Don't feed me bullshit. And go. Hey, just give me a few months. It's gonna be real good. <laughs> Fuck you. In about four months, this this fucking food's gonna be slamming, son. You right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck out of here. You got me you messed gotta, up. You gotta get it. Let it. You gotta let it bake. You gotta let it cook. <laughs> you can't put the you can't put the egg and everything in the batter and just be like, this cake sucks. It's all liquidy, bitch. You gotta cook it. You gotta cook it. You gotta bake dumb it in the, in the you dumbass. You gotta <laughs> bake it in the oven. Oh, man, we got through a lot here. I feel like we, we were productive. Did. We actually went a lot further than I thought we were going to go. I'm going to be honest with you. That's it. Because We took a big-ass section out of this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we most, took a whole-ass show out of yeah, this. Yeah, well, most, most, of, uh, most of this was your anti-Big E rant, so we'll have to. No, fuck out of here, <laughs> anti-Big E. <laughs> no, I want hope for him. That's my point. Get him out of this, man. This is a save this man. Someone, someone. It doesn't matter who you put in there. It, they're not. I don't know. But maybe he does. Who knows? I would like him to. That's the point. I just it's history. I don't just know. Him doesn't winning, prove it. Him man. winning the money in the bank could be bad booking. It could, it could be, be. It could be no, bad booking. That was the whole point of the rant. <laughs> You can, but then you got him on TV. He probably went on and was like, I'm going to go for Roman. Vince is like, no, what the fuck? I said, Bobby, why are you saying Roman? God, I got Cena coming back. Other, now I'm going to spin this shit. That's the other wild card I haven't even heard you mention. Once Goldberg smashes Lashley for the title, that's going to turn everything upside down. You're talking about two African-Americans as WWE champion. Hold your horses. We got Cena and Goldberg coming after the belts. Uh-oh. It's going to throw a whole monkey wrench in your BLM plan, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They about to stomp all over your shit. It's like, oh, oh my God, Bobby Lashley man. and Kingston for the title. Guess That's what? Funny. Here comes Goldberg. 
That's hilarious. Oh my god. All right, guys, we're gonna get out of here. This is episode. What was this again? I lost fucking one ninety six. Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? One one ninety six. No, one ninety seven. Look at that. See, one nine seven. Oh shit! Someone did now. Yeah, my folder knew. <laughs> it was in front of me, keeping track. I have every episode right in front of me. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do with any of this, but it's here. Wow, uh, historic. Quite the collector of my own shit, right? I know. That's what I'm talking Damn. about. So, uh, da, 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 da. yeah. So next week we're making. We're gonna try to make this three in a row. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. Now that your schedule is set, yeah. Maybe we can do it uh, a little earlier. We'll figure it out. But you are down for August. Well, I'm f- off Fridays. And I'm home alone Fridays. That's what I'm saying, bro. So Friday it is. Let's in the morning. It's so... Friday it up in the morning. There you go. There it is. There Guaranteed it is. every time. Guaranteed money, money. Yeah, Unless yeah. you hit me with some fucking side shit that you always do. Oh, well, can you do? Nah, nigga. Nah, nigga. I'm going <laughs> to the beach again. <laughs> Actually, okay. I think I'm headed to Splish Splash tomorrow. We'll see how that Ooh, goes. My son is sick, so I don't know. He's got the fucking. He's got the sniffles. We'll see how Ooh. that works itself out. Snow, snow boy. I picked him up today, and the nurse was like, "Yeah, he was just in here." I said, "Wait, what?" It's like, "Yeah, he was in here." He said that he was having some sort of. <laughs> what was it? She said she. He was. She made it sound so dramatic. He was like, yeah, he came in here because he said he was experiencing chest pain. I was like, wait, what? I said, is my son having a stroke? What the fuck are y'all doing in here? And like, because she bumped into me when I went to go pick him up. So they called him on the radio. So he's coming out of class. And he was like, he saw me talking to the nurse. He was like, yeah, I had a pain right here. I said, where? He goes, right above the nipple, right here. And he started circling his shit. I was like, yo. No nipple talk. Let's get in the car first before we start talking about nipples and shit. God damn. damn. He's like, yeah. Then he said he got in the car, and he always he we have a he's not in a car seat car seat anymore like a toddler one. He has a booster seat now, so he buckles himself in like a big kid now. He buckles himself in all that stuff. So he was all buckled in and shit. I get in the car. I was like, so where is this paid at? He goes, hey, let me show you. He fucking ripped his belt off. He tore his fucking shirt right on the side. He said, right here. And he started rubbing like around his nipple. I was like, all right. I don't. All right. Fine. Jesus Christ. Now you got chest pain. Fuck out of here. I said, does it hurt now? He goes, no, it don't hurt now. And it he was experienced driving. heartburn for the yeah. first time of his life. Nah, he's congested. So what happened was he wasn't hurting anymore because he stopped coughing. Then as we started getting closer to home, he starts coughing again. He goes, "Whoop! it's starting to hurt again. And I was like, well, then stop doing that stupid shit. <laughs> you don't have to sell it to yeah. me, bro. You're already going home. Yeah, I already picked you up. The day is over. When you made the sell, stop selling. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, you stupid. You should have did it earlier in the day so we had to come get you. Not at the end of the fucking day. That's dumb. I was coming to get you anyway. Rookie move, Rookie man. Rookie move, man. You got to figure this shit out. I'm not. I'm, right. tr- I'm trying not to help him in that endeavor, but at the same time, like sometimes you see somebody do some stupid shit. You got to help Especially him. some of the epic shit you used to do back in the day yeah, to go home. I, I haven't. You used, used to black yourself out to go yeah, home. I, I haven't hooked him up to the dramatic shit yet. He has to earn his way. Let him. Yeah, you know, pay he's got to find his own way. Yeah. Pay your dues. Pay your dues. <laughs> Ah, so yeah, so yeah, so we're we're ending here, episode one eighty seven. So you're we're we're good for the fourteenth. We're going live. We're good. We're good. Here we go. All right. I I already recorded a video for it, so I'm glad you agree. Okay, here we go. <laughs>
Oh, man. So that's, that's, good, that's good stuff. So thank you guys for liking. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you guys for listening. And, of course, more importantly than all that, thank you guys for enjoying. This was episode 197. We will see you guys next week. 100 episodes now pay him. And make sure that you buy my husband's T-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash A-J-O-U-N. Please, he needs this. Listen to my daddy's show. He's the best, so I don't know.